0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wild Times Podcast, the greatest show on the air, period, end of sentence. This is episode 48. We have been doing this for 48 gosh darn weeks in a row. It's kind of crazy if you think about it. We're nearly at a year. That's nuts, retap. Um, it's crazy. I am joined tonight. I am your host, the broologist, Mr. Forrest Galante, the one and only tumble in the jungle, the king of the vine swing, if you will. The guy that likes to ride the motion of the ocean, and I'm joined tonight by the ever stunning, the supermodel-like human being, Mister Rattep. What's up, Peter?
1: Oh, me first. Wow. Uh, yep. wow. Yeah. Didn't, thought that I was heading my well, way. A
2: little hurt. Right nope. Now. Me too. I mean, it's Alex. crazy. He's nope. normally calling me. New I Riley. said, joined be as be usual." Nope. Oh, well, all
0: right. Nope. Oh, okay. Defending champion. Okay. Rattep. Uh, how are you?
2: I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I'm pretty excited. Just want to point out that now uh, in those 48 weeks of shows that we've done, I'm the only one who has not missed an episode. It's true. Booyah. Boom.
0: Speaking of missing episodes, if you are tuning in for the very first time, you would know, or you wouldn't know, rather, that we are usually joined (laughs) by the one and only producer, Mr. Papa P, Papa, I don't even know all the P alliterations anymore, Patrick DeLuca, Papa P. -P who is not here today. He is out on a very important shoot. Um, I was told he's doing a Durex commercial, and he is actually the model himself. <laughs> Whether that's true or not is all hearsay. I'm just passing the on X the information I was given. Um, and But instead, we are joined by an incredibly special guest, a man that definitely needs an introduction, because none of you know who he is. The one and only, <laughs> one of my very best friends. I was the best man at his wedding. We've been to, like, Jesus, I don't know, 10-plus 10, 10 countries together. Uh we've known each other. He's one of my oldest friends. Um, my good buddy Adam Shevitz. What's up, Adam?
1: Hey, Forrest, how are we doing? Good man. Uh, how are you? Pretty great. Pretty great. Um yeah, thanks good. for
0: having me Can I sing your praises for a second? Can I tell the Brosners your, your life story? Um, no, no,
1: I don't think we're really here to talk. Um
0: Let's just uh, Okay. Up. Yeah. Well, so well, Adam. We, Adam, don't Adam grew out, we
1: don't like
0: talking. Adam grew up on the wrong sides of the track of Chicago. <laughs> it was very difficult for him. He had a rough. Oh, Reteb, you don't know this. Adam actually is from Chicago. You guys are both from that hellhole. Right. Right.
2: I saw because of the area code. So I was like, I was going to mention it, but then I was like, I'll just talk about it. On all right. Podcast you're ruining my bit,
0: though. You're ruining my <laughs> bit. <laughs> well, you
2: grew up on the wrong sides of the track. Is there two wrong sides? Sorry. Okay, hey, you, you just be quiet? Let me do my uh, bit.
0: So, right. as I was saying, Adam grew up on the wrong side. Of the tracks of Chicago. Him and his lover had a very rough start from an early childhood. Um, however, he's still with that fine gentleman. And when I met them <laughs> on the streets of West Hollywood, I decided to take them under my wing and help both of them, very fine lads, see and experience the world. And unfortunately, Ricardo Dina, who's a friend of the pod, is not mm. able to join us tonight. But Adam's lover is not here this <laughs> evening. Just Adam. None of that's true. I made all that up. Adam's just... What, Ricardo's just our other friend. What is
1: going on? I'm just
0: saying nonsense. I've had too much to drink. <laughs> I'm getting was your right intro? into it.
1: that you didn't want interrupted?
0: <laughs> yes. It's very <laughs> yeah. important. What the no, hell, but No, look, all jokes aside, I do want to introduce who Adam is. Okay. Adam is one of my best friends. Adam has done some incredibly interesting stuff. He's a seaplane pilot who flies mm, nice. all Ooh. over the world um, about... Jesus, what was it, Adam, four years ago, five years ago when you bought Heritage? Yeah, just over five years ago. Five years ago, yeah. Adam, on a whim, kind of sold everything to his name and bought a sailboat that was... Tell us about Heritage, Adam. Uh,
1: Heritage was built back in South Africa in the 1980s based off the original cruiser, this boat called the uh, Spray. Um, pretty much just this home-built operation that was a bit dilapidated, to say the least, when I bought it, but uh, fixed it up uh, got everything running, and uh, I mean, you were finishing the story there. I'll let you take it from there.
0: Yeah, so Adam bought on a whim. He bought a boat homemade in the 80s in South Africa, moved on to it with his lovely fiancé at the time, and uh, spent just about three years sailing around the world, accumulating all kinds of stories, and I was very fortunate to get to join him a couple times on that trip and had an absolute blast. And I thought that, you know, tonight, in addition to all the regular shenanigans, we'd hear a little bit from an ocean adventurer like Adam.
1: Yeah, you got it. Um, it was Hackford Adventure, the boat. I um, as was the Spray. It's uh, Joshua Slocum, the first guy to ever sail around the world solo. Um, the first one that decided, you know what, I've had enough with civilization, buying a boat, I'm going. Um, this boat's modeled exactly after his. Uh, so it's classic through and through um, and uh, we'll get to some adventures.
0: Nice. Adam, I, re- I remember when you bought Heritage you had never sailed a day in your life, like maybe no. dicked around on those little tiny, you know, like off the beach sailboat things. But you would literally never sailed a day in your life and you just bought this boat and you're like, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to I remember you telling me this over the phone. You're like, I'm just going to figure it out <laughs> as I go. I'm going to learn to sail. And travel around the world. And I was like, dude, you're nuts. What was that like?
1: <laughs> I mean, pretty much, you, you see the spots first. You know, fly on the seaplanes, I got to go to these far-out islands in the Bahamas or spots in the middle of nowhere. And I like, I'd like to be here. And even through our adventure spear Spearfish, we get to these wild spots, but we could never stay. So I, I needed a home mm-hmm. that would go there. Um, so, um, yeah, I bought a book first, so to be fair, I, I knew a thing or two. <laughs> uh, did you read the book? I read most have of the it book on your
0: coffee table. Um, it was a picture <laughs> book. A
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Were you scared? Uh, Were you scared when you first uh went? Were you nervous? When I first
1: you know bought it, you're just excited. But then as soon as you actually buy it, you're you're super nervous. Um had to outfit a bunch and all of a sudden found I had to do a bunch of maintenance I had no idea how to do. Um so got got my yeah, butt kicked for quite a few months just trying to get this thing up and ocean ready. Um but I felt pretty confident about it. And actually the the very first night uh we we set off um is my wife and I. Um not not named Ricardo, uh Alyssa. Um <laughs> just <laughs> your lover. <laughs> Ricardo. No, Ricardo's the lover. That's that's my wife. <laughs> that's uh, <right. laughs> He's the DL lover. Uh not so DL. Um it was uh um she's literally reading sailing 101 as we go along i kind of had taken the boat out a couple bit felt a little bit more confident and uh i have a great sale we've got all the sales up from like seven to like midnight you got to trade off shifts because case something comes in so she takes over for and her to be clear this is sail. the
0: first time sailing yeah. sorry just to be clear this is your first time sailing so you like read a book maybe looked at youtube and you're like all right i'm gonna pull this rope and then the sale's going to go up. And <laughs> yeah. then, you know, I'm not really sure what comes next, but that's where I'm going to start. So this we're is literally excited. your first sale.
1: Like, the book that yeah. I read said, like, you know, you probably can travel the whole world and you won't run into that many storms. Like, it's, it's very un- rare occurrences. Um, so we're feeling pretty confident, having a great night, like, have a couple beers, sun goes down, life is good. Uh, hand the reins off to my wife. She won't let me go too far, so I'm just sleeping on the couch down below. And... uh um she wants to impress though too so we we're going our boat's really slow uh it may seem uh uh fast to us what we were talking about but it's, it's really slow we we're only going about five knots and we were pretty happy with that uh, probably a good
2: thing <laughs> yeah. at this point
1: uh yeah. yeah no slow and steady um anyways my wife wanted to impress me and all of a sudden the wind picks up and it's starting to go six knots the boat and then seven knots and all of a sudden the boat's going eight knots and she's like ah it's gonna be so great um Adam's gonna be so impressed and, uh, literally just then, you know, as any sailor at all would know, if it picks up, you know, your boat's moving three knots faster in a short amount of time, there's something coming to you. Um, so our very first night, very first, um, sail, literally get nailed by Squall with 40, 50 knot winds, knocks our boat over. Wow. Uh, and oh I wake God. up from going <laughs> asleep to the perfect dream, beautiful sunset, had a couple of beers, sailing away, <laughs> sold our possessions, super happy to literally just the perfect storm. I have my wife yelling my name. I bolt up from the couch. I come up, and there's so much water pouring in to the sailboat as I come up the hatchway that I literally get knocked back down. And, uh, yeah. How far off the coast are you at this we point? We left, like, super early in the morning, so we're, we're a good 40 miles out there. Um, so, so, oh, my um, God. And this is your out first there. sail.
0: This is the first time you've ever taken the boat out. Doing great.
1: We, we've got this.
0: Yeah. Uh, I read the book. Um, <laughs> well,
2: yeah, the boat's upside down now.
0: So. <laughs> exactly. Everything's thrown.
1: I uh, literally get up to wheel, and we got this old pirate-style wheel. Like I said, it's classic boat, so it's, it's, it's everything you'd picture in a sailing boat. Uh, um, wheel air, helm. And uh, I'm holding on to it, can't see a thing, yelling, I got it, I got it. I have no idea where we're even going. Um, <laughs> so I was nervous to answer your question.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so, uh,
2: I, yeah, so how'd you guys? How'd you guys end up making it out of that scenario? Did you just you just you just battered down and and got through it. That was kind of planned at first. I you know
1: it's knot winds. We're getting put on our sides, but I try and just head downwind. I figure going with the wind we will have less hitting our sails. uh Just take a little bit less force. So I start doing that. Mm-hmm. And I can't even see our wind instruments because the rain's pouring in so much. I get my wife to put a light on it. <laughs> my God, uh, and I. Finally, you know, starting to feel like again this we're doing, you know, fourteen, fifteen knots now with the sailboat It's not designed to go above eight. Like eight's doing great. Three times three <laughs> times the out of speed it. you were going. Uh, yeah. Just crashing in these waves. And um it's a lot of force on this oh, wheel. Oh, I'm just holding this thing, you know. Um but I finally think I feel like I got it. Like let's just let this first take go and we'll be all right. Um just then the steering wheel just goes loose in my hand. Just <laughs> steering brakes. <laughs> The whole oh steering column, whole steering column, just does that. I'm spinning this thing, in my you know hands, not not responding to anything. Um, so um, at this point, I can only uh, you know from here on out, I can only describe it as heritage taking care of a, a very dumb sailor. At this point, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that seems like a terrible happening to have your steering break in the middle of storm. But the boat actually completely took care of us. It had a lot of uh, wow. Yeah, it had a lot of pressure on the helm that actually wanted to turn it into the wind, which was the right thing to do. Um, it turned it completely uh, into the wind. So you were doing the complete opposite. You were doing of what the wrong I thing. terribly wrong, but I, I sure wasn't
0: right. Um, we were te- let me tell you something <laughs> about Adam real quick. Let me dogleg this just for one second. Adam has literally, it's incredible, actually. It, it's phenomenal. Adam has literally never been wrong about anything. I've known him for a long time. It's it's amazing, dude. He'll he'll drive the boat the wrong direction in the storm, and somehow he still wasn't wrong. Like read any sailing book, and it'll tell you that's the wrong thing to do. But but you know he wasn't wrong. Well, I'm here, so <laughs> so I, just I, so you know. He wasn't. <laughs> so be fair.
2: That's right. Uh, I know people like that. One of them's normally on this podcast, but he's not here right Very now. True. Forest. Very true. Very true. Forrest is here. Um,
0: so yeah, so, so t- tell us how you got out of it, Adam. So yeah, so the steering, steering column breaks, you know, you're now You're now. yeah, what, what the fuck? <laughs> then what? Uh, the well, boat swings so into the wind and as yeah. any intro sailor would know, you know, obviously not me, I'm
1: just starting, but any intro sailor would know, you turn into the wind to drop your sails. So as soon as the boat turns into the wind, these sails get all the pressure take off them, but they're flapping like, you know, Zeus himself is flapping these sails. It's so loud, just thunderous. Uh, Dude, but that's, that's my chance. Crazy. That, that tells me, you know, that was kind of a slap in the face. This is what you need to do, dummy. Get your sails down. Um, and so with them flapping like crazy, I start um, furling in the um, uh, foresail um, and the staysail. Those are the two forward sails. Um, that works out moderately well. They're, they're mostly in, and then I got to go up on deck and get the main sail down. And, um, I, I don't really recall my details there, but I remember getting hit by ropes a lot cause things were just flying each way. Um, and then eventually it was down. And then the only sail that was up was our mizzen mast. And, uh, miraculously, uh, the boat further took care of us by doing what's called uh, heaving two in any really big storm. What you should do for a sailboat tactic is you turn into the wind. And you balance your sails so that as soon as you start falling off the wind, um, the sails pick up and they turn you back into it. But they don't have enough power to go all the way through. They just stop right here and they get pushed back again. And then they sail Mm. again. And it actually provides this like really gentle ride in what can be massive seas. That's how you can survive a hurricane is you can do this. Um, Hmm. Wow. And the boat did it for us. Uh, Usually you need to have two sails up. You need to have your ferry forward uh, jib up. And you're missing, but this boat heritage. Um, yeah. Stop
0: know. saying made up words. Just <laughs> tell the story. None <laughs> of us know these words that you're saying. These are made up words. Okay. And then I did the jigamorals, when <laughs> everything worked out just fine. Yeah. The I boat took, took care of me. Like and we had a chance. <laughs> that,
2: back of the boat. <laughs> yeah. so, well, so, let me ask you a question. You, what's your wife doing during all this? I mean, screaming. I just want to explain one, one thing yeah.
0: before Adam discusses this. I've known Adam and his you know, his wife a long time, and I love them both to death. Adam's wife is like the super sweet girl from like the upper, you know, like the, the best neighborhood in the Midwest, meaning zero experience in like the ocean and storms. And Adam, if you think I have no amygdala, wait until you hear a few more Adam stories. But um, Adam is just like, come on, sweetie, it'll be great. Like, we'll go on this. This trip, and by the way, at this time, this was not Adam's wife. This was just Adam's girlfriend. They weren't even engaged yet, right, Adam? You gotta put them to the test. And, uh, yeah, you know, that they was in Literally for just dating. <laughs> and, and Adam's there like, come go. with, it'll be so much fun. Let's learn I mean, to sail. Pina colada and sailed. She loved the beach, so. Um. Fucking drives her into a storm <laughs> night one. This girl from the night Midwest. Was, oh. She's like, never even seen the ocean before. And he's like, nah, you'll be fine. <laughs> to be fair, before I bought the sailboat, I did ask if she liked
1: sailing. And uh, though she'd never been, she thought she did. Uh, <laughs> yeah smart uh the boat takes care of us Yeah, you know, we're able to after about three hours fix up the uh steering it's the middle of the night you know 5 a.m three you know whatever it is by the time and uh you know i look at Alyssa and ask if she wants to keep going and uh she's like well we don't really have much choice and i'm like all right yeah let's <laughs> keep we're now going
2: 90 miles
1: offshore uh, no so. we were probably like those 40 miles we kind of gotten closer to like san jose puerto rico we just left from the virgin islands we could have maybe ah, done, okay. like, you know, by sundown, we could have been in Puerto Rico. Um, but she didn't know that. And I thought she did when I, you know, asked her that question. And she's like, now let's keep going to where we're heading, which was Turks and Caicos. I, I was just really impressed with her. I had no idea that she just didn't know that we could just end that today. Uh, Nice. uh, Nice. But, uh, you know, uh, I thought she she was being brave and it it worked out. We we picked ourselves up off the floor, uh, remembered to turn the radar on for the next night, um, and we got better from there.
0: So, Adam's got a ton of stories, and and Peter, I'm going to bring up a few just for when, you know, the short stints I was along for the ride and we can talk about the boat and his sailing. But I figure before we get into any more of his stories, first of all, important for you and the brosters to know the reason adam and i are so close and i'm not exaggerating when i say this is we have saved each other's lives a couple different times and wow. adam can tell you those stories we can get into it but if you the re but the the reason that we've been in a situation where we've had to save each other's lives a couple times is because you know when you're like 16 and you're like with your buddy and your buddy's like hey dude I bet you can't jump over that. And you're like, dude, I can jump over that and something else. He's like, yeah, we'll prove it. And he's like, okay, I'll jump over it. And then you jump and you wipe out and you, like, cry and everybody's... That's Adam and I, except we're adults. Like, he has... He has less amygdala than I do, if that's even a possibility, and we just rev each other up all the time. We have been at each other's throats. I'm not kidding. We've come to come to blows a couple different times. Yeah. Uh, we've traveled all over the world together, and it's fine. Like we 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 hash it out, and then we're good the next day. But we, I mean, it's we've had some freaking awesome, crazy experiences, and I can tell you straight up, I have pulled his lifeless body up from the ocean, and he has kept things from eating me. So it's a it's a good friendship as long as you get over the hump of having to hang out with each other.
1: That was a really nice way to put that, uh, you know, kept things from eating me when correctly you meant to say that you used me as a human shield. Human shield. That's <laughs> correct. Well, you had the spear he, he gun in fairness. Um, it's
2: pretty much, uh, we've heard that story from several of his cameramen. True. I mean, <laughs> it's a typical scenario with uh, Forrest. It's my
0: M.O., you know, like <laughs> guys, Operation uh, Get Behind the Friend. Like, right? that's, that's how. That's how we play it. Um, well, one
2: time he threw cameraman Mitch right in front of a giant rhinoceros. I did not throw wow. him in
0: front of a rhinoceros. Oh, he told the story. He was just standing <laughs> in the wrong spot. That <laughs> makes me feel pretty pretty fortunate. Mine <laughs> was just yeah, a hammerhead shark. and that's uh, worse. <laughs> there was no oh throwing involved. And yes, ours was he a hammerhead shark. He threw you in front shark.
2: of a hammerhead shark? <gasps> Christ, oh uh, I
0: can't uh, wait to see, I wanted to like, get into a tangent and do In the News, but now let's just <laughs> dig right into why I'm an asshole. shark. I thought we'd get a little...
1: Well, you know, just to give you some credibility here uh, as the standing biologist and, uh, you know, world-renowned biologist, um, we are out of the Channel Islands in California uh, on seasonably warm water, and this amazing hammerhead shark comes up to our boat, Um, you know, right after we just speared a bunch of fish and put a bunch of blood in the water. Sharks, blood, you know, they might might be excited. And yep. this shark was not just on, like, a gentle swim through to check us out. It was revving around our boat. I mean, literally three or four oh, yeah. just L- circling. A, circling. Um, yep. Wow. And I don't know if you noticed about this, about Forrest, but he has a bit of an ego. What?
2: Uh, oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah. hard to notice.
1: Shit. A lot of the listeners may not know this. I'm sorry to shock a lot of people. No amygdala giant. Exactly. E. Uh, and he knows everything, um, especially about, you know, any animal facts like a hammerhead shark. And he knows that they never attack humans.
0: Well, I just want to point out that the reason we were getting in the water before Adam continues to tell you what an asshole I am (laughs) is the fact that hammerheads are not typically seen in California waters. So this was was a very special occurrence. And this wasn't like, oh, there's one in San Diego near the border of Mexico. This was like 250 miles north of where they're supposed to be. So this was super exciting. So we're out there spearfishing Adam and I and Ricardo, who's a friend of the pod, and Jordan, who's a friend of the pod. We're all on the boat together. Um, we're, we're cleaning our day's catch, throwing in the guts and blood from the yellowtail off the boat, and sure enough, a hammerhead shark shows up. So I start freaking out. I'm like, guys, you know, you know how incredible this is, like to have a hammerhead in California. We got to get in the water with it. Like this is so cool, and take it from there, Adam. I mean, truly wild. It was amazing. I 100% agreed with you,
1: um, up to the point where you said they are harmless, and this one won't. Typically, attack- I <laughs> use ty- the word
0: typically. <laughs> I'm I not gonna give you that problem. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely I probably not. didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then when you point out to someone how, uh, you know, to Forrest how he's, he's probably not right, he just doubles down. And so he jumped immediately <laughs> into the water. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he said, come That's on, true. guys, let's right. just jump right in. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that, that and I, is what I do. It, the hammerhead was amazing. I had to get in. I wanted to see it. Um, but I am uh, not an idiot. So I grabbed a spear gun first. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> I wasn't an idiot this time. Uh,
0: uh, so I grabbed a spear gun. But
1: yeah. only after he was an idiot yeah. first. Yeah, I, mean, I follow the leader there. A little lemmings, you know, over the cliff.
0: And you did um, have, one of us had a GoPro. I can't remember who you We both me. had a GoPro. His...
1: Uh, mine got knocked down, I think, in the scramble for you to get behind me. You knocked it down a little bit, so it That's was out not, of view. Okay, oh, <laughs> my
0: God. All right, keep, keep going. <laughs>
1: Immediately oh when we get in the water. I mean immediately. And I was right behind Forrest This thing just turns and charges us. Oh <laughs> Straight up. My God. Straight up, yeah. Uh, and uh yeah, brilliant biologist here that uh, uh knew that the hammerhead was uh you know really docile okay. and not gonna attack us immediately Hold Hold makes the maneuver hammerheads- to get behind me, uh, you know, knocking my GoPro yeah. down, which was That's also not- attached oh to my, my mask, God. like letting water in properly. The story has <laughs> changed.
2: Well, hammerheads are, aren't they one of the most
0: aggressive sharks? No, to this be fair, they hammerhead. They this are not, yeah, usually more docile.
1: More they're they're going to use their okay. sensors to, to, you know, Uh
0: look for the food. You. They're but usually but not they're just here, fired up and happened. territorial.
1: But this one has body
0: language. Go ahead, Forrest, if yes. you want. Here's YouTube. what happened in my well, so, hold on. limited so defense. So this okay, hammerhead
2: is behind him, ready no, to eat him. Well, let me explain one thing.
0: Let me explain one thing that Adam failed to mention. And I'm doing this as a self-deprivating comment, Adam, we're on the back of the boat and Adam goes, I think we should take a spear gun. And I'm like, <laughs> and this is where I said, don't be, you know, don't be a bitch. Hammerheads aren't dangerous. You don't need a spear gun. So that's when he, Adam was like, you know, far as he just doubles down and does what he likes. That was when I just jumped in the water when I was like, "Yeah, fuck you, Adam. You know, I don't need a spear gun jumped in the water. Adam literally just reached over and grabbed the unloaded spear gun and popped in behind me. And thank God that he did. Right. Because as he said, the second we hit the water, this shark just turned and charged. Now, here's the other part of the story, Peter. During all of this time, the boat was not at anchor. It was just drifting. So as we hopped in the water, the wind was pushing one way and the current was pushing the other. So the shark charges at me. And I like grab Adam, who's got the spear gun, and this is true. I did kind of hide behind him, and he (laughs) kind of turns the spear gun to hold to hold it out between us. And I I I, like grab Adam, and I'm like, we got to get back to the boat. And we look up, and the boat's like 150 yards away already. (laughs) So it's not like we're right beside the boat, able to crawl back in. And then football field and a half swim away. So I start yelling to to Rick um, or or Jordan. I can't remember. And I'm like, guys, bring the boat, bring the boat. Too busy laughing, by the and, way. <laughs> and they were laughing their asses off. They thought this was super funny. So now we're literally in a well, situation. Oh, God, Ooh. Will found the video. You're the worst, Will. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my god. guy. Will, zoom in, like, skip in, like, a minute or two to when we're in the water. And we're literally in this situation where um, we're in, Adam's the only one with a spear gun. And this is from our GoPros. Adam's the only one with a spear gun. See this hammerhead. Oh He's god. fired yeah. up. And Adam, where nobody's shooting it, nobody's trying to hurt it, he's just holding the spear gun between us, and I am cowering in fear behind Adam, because this thing is straight up charging us, trying to eat us. Like, look, that's Adam right there with the spear gun. Yeah. And he's you can see he he tags the hammerhead like five times because it keeps coming in trying to bite us. And Adam, you know, you can see a gun's not even loaded. Adam's just holding it out to keep the shark away from us. And (laughs) the thing is, the shark's circling the way sharks do. So all this motion that you're seeing is in a circle. And I have to stay behind Adam's back in the circular motion in the water while we do this dance for like, I don't know how long this video is. Three and a half minutes, while the guys get done laughing and then bring the boat over. And dude, it was look, the me, that's yeah. my human yeah, shield. Exactly. you see that? That's human shield, Adam. Dude, this is in, insane footage right here.
2: I mean, is is the audio? Are you just? Oh yeah, like the audio is there.
0: Wait, we'll 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 let the audio run once we get back on the boat. Because we get back on the boat and like, there's this moment of us both being in shock. And then just yeah. hysterical laughter because we thought we were so funny for making it through this very, very dumb situation.
2: living. Uh, right, yeah. right. Wow. That is some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, a lot of play. That was not the smartest idea
0: <laughs> ever That thing was trying to fucking eat us. That was the not whole the time. smartest <laughs> idea we've <laughs> ever man. They that thing was trying tried. to fucking <laughs> eat us. <up. laughs> I mean, the whole time. You oh look there's his gopro the one <laughs> I mean, knocked into the ocean that. fucking you liar
3: that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Forrest is like high on fucking adrenaline right now
0: there's Jordan and, and Ricardo's driving the boat <laughs> oh my god and this is in the channel islands this was yeah right out right out here right thanks will um right out at the santa barbara channel islands and yeah i mean that's one of a handful of times where we've done stupid shit like that and it's it's pretty fun man adam's adam's a good friend he's an even better human shield i mean thank god he had the wherewithal to grab the spear gun because one of us definitely would have got nipped otherwise no question
1: there wasn't a chance yeah there wasn't a chance (laughs) at least he didn't try and peer pressure Uh me to, to get in there without it
0: well, speaking of interesting, crazy things in the ocean, I've got a little what's in the news for you. What
2: kind of desk you got today? Oh,
0: Coming across my beautiful leather-bound desk, I had oh, something nice. very interesting. Actually, my good buddy Joe Rogan texted me this, and he's like, dude, have you seen this? I was like, what? what? And uh, he sent me this link to this incredible thing that shows the cuttlefish can actually pass a test that is designed for human intelligence. And this test is unbelievable. So it's, it's a well-known test. It's a famous psychological test called the marshmallow test, which is, and the way the reason it's called the marshmallow test is what they would do is they would offer kids the opportunity to eat a meal, but if they decided to forego that meal, they'd get a marshmallow. So what that showed hmm. was foresight, right? The ability to, to express self-control um, and have a little foresight when it comes to their... Uh, their their choices and very very interestingly I, I'm trying to find the quote. There was a guy who wrote about this, um, and he he wrote it was the scientist behind the study said self control is thought to be the cornerstone of intelligence, as it is an important prerequisite for complex decision making making and planning for the future. Think about this, Riteb. Like, yeah, you, you're you're obsessed with cuttlefish. You're obsessed with octopus, right? You think well, they're all aliens. Okay. Yes. This animal was right. offered a. It's regular meal. This is just a little cephalopod that lives in the ocean that makes its entire life just, you know, just jet squirting around the ocean. It's offered a meal and then it's offered a tasty treat. And then after a period of time, it was offered the meal and not the tasty treat and then vice versa. And on its own accord, this creature figured out if I pass on the meal, I get my tasty treat. That is fucking mind blowing, dude. Gorillas yeah. don't do that. Chimpanzees don't do that. But many silly humans don't do that. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't do that, Retev. If I was like, hey, Retev, here's a bag of Taco Bell. You can eat this now, but if you eat this now, no Mountain Dew Baja Blast for you afterwards. <laughs> no. You'd still, you'd still Give eat me that Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Yeah. That's right. Zero yeah, <laughs> but this is incredible, guys. Like this it is. is. I mean, Rogan was going nuts over it. I think it's absolutely fascinating to show self-control like that. To show, you know, to show forethought. I, I mean, it's it's like like the scientist said, it's the cornerstone of intelligence. I think it's absolutely mind blowing.
2: Yeah, I, I actually uh, read this book one time, and it was called uh, uh, I forget what it's called, but anyways, I'll remember it in a second. But the uh, the main point of the author was that uh, you know, discipline is essentially one of humans' superpowers that allows them to That allows us to c- accomplish incredible things like building cities and right. and and just just all of these things that we do wouldn't be possible without discipline and he also says perseverance but i mean it, it's true too because i mean i always feel like shit when i'm just like a fat slob like oh i want to get drunk tonight or oh i don't want to work out you need that discipline to accomplish great things and my friend these cephalopods are on route to take over the world and accomplish it's great
0: things. Adam, yes. you've you've sailed all around the world, you've seen most ocean creatures, probably even more ocean creatures than I have. I imagine you've speared a couple cuttlefish to eat. Um, <laughs> your thoughts on their intelligence.
1: That's it's just bonkers. Um I've never seen a moment's hesitation. You just you know, every movement of theirs you would describe as instinct. And to hear that they have that thought process is it's it's boggling. I think think that that my dog is
0: really smart, right? My dog, when I tell my dog to sit, he sits. When I tell him to, like, go to the next room, he goes to the next room. When I say go to mom for dinner, he goes to mom for dinner. I think my dog is really smart. In zero situation could I offer my dog dinner with the idea that he'd get, like, a bacon treat afterwards if he didn't eat it? There's absolutely... like I said, I think my dog's really smart. There is no way, there is no situation in which my dog turns down dinner because he thinks he's getting the bacon after. That's a dog. That's a mammal. That's an animal that yeah. has co-evolved with human beings for millions of years, and he can't figure it out. Gorillas and nope. chimpanzee, animals that speak sign language cannot figure this out. But this funky little cephalopod with its eight little legs that shoots its jet water and in ink, it can figure this out.
2: Yeah. I mean, so what do they think this part of the brain equates to. So obviously this is a certain part of of a brain, uh, you know, whatever, whether it's a cephalopod, a human being. This is definitely something that is basically the opposite of what instinct would tell you. I mean, instinct is going to tell pretty much every animal, there's food, eat it, you might die, pretty much. But it's like, there's this, this, uh, there's got to be some kind of this higher intelligence where you can where you learn that if you wait, it, the results are going
0: to be better. Yeah, right? well, so that's an that's a mental evolutionary trait, right? So we have evolved as human beings, as, a, as a, an advanced intellectual species, to figure something out that if we are willing to not satiate ourselves now, we can have more later, right? I do it legit all the time where I'm like, no, I'm not going to eat the extra slice of fucking steak at dinner because i want to have some ice cream right i think we all do that (laughs) all the time right like anybody who's even remotely health conscious does that but why cuttlefish have evolved the ability to exert self-control even after this study is still a mystery like why there's it doesn't make any sense like not only from an (laughs) evolutionary standpoint it doesn't make any sense from a survival standpoint or 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 a wildlife standpoint like if you're a fucking squid eat the thing in front of you before something else eats you right now like, the fact that they've evolved this thing where they can be like, no, no, that's, that's, that snack's not for me. I'm going to wait and have sardines later. Like, that's insane.
1: It it's is. mind-boggling. I just got to bring something like, you know, if it was danger, I could understand that. Like, if it knew that if it went for this, it was, you know, a dangerous situation, that would evolve along. But yeah, what would teach it this patience that it would need to uh, wait for, you know, more food to accumulate? Like, I, I just don't understand where this came in, like you were saying, on the evolutionary train. It's um, incredible. What? I mean, I think I
0: it's think there's so much that we do not understand about cephalopods. I think there's so much we don't oh, yeah. understand about all animals. It seems like now, I'm going to say because of the wild times, but it seems like now more than ever <laughs> we're starting to really appreciate and and begin to dig into octopus and squid. Intelligence and like this is a new thing. Like this was not a hot topic in science ten years ago. Like it's a hot topic now, and it's pretty cool because we're learning things that are just mind blowing. Like this.
2: Yeah, they're one of the most I mean incredible uh, animals out there. They do incredible things. The fact that they can they can uh, change their color and the texture of their skin to blend in and essentially look and feel. Like rocks, you saw the one, there's that famous video where it protects itself with a yep. shell and yep. uses it as armor, and yep. it walks with its tentacles along the bottom of the ocean. I was watching that one the other day, and it's I'm crazy. just like, this is insane, these, these, these animals, and, and yet we, we just eat the fuck
0: out of them. Yeah. But it, <laughs>
2: and the other crazy part is, is that cephalopods, they only, well, octopus only live for what, three years?
0: Different species, basically? but yes, short spans, yeah, short lifespans, Yeah.
2: But it's wild to think. So this must be some kind of... uh The cephalopod they're talking about, is it an octopus or uh, do we know? Cuttlefish. It's like a squid. It's a cuttlefish. Sorry. Yep. So how mm-hmm. long does a cuttlefish live for?
0: Uh, I don't know. Probably about the same. Probably two or three same. years. Yeah.
2: So in three years, though, to learn this ability or or it's not instinctual, like to, to have been able to evolve to learn this in the wild, by the way, where like... Maybe there's something that that happens where they get more food, like you said, Adam, if they wait. Uh, But I mean, it's wild to think that they they evolve this ability that in in three years in their short, tiny lifespan, you know, where we have to learn this. We probably learn this. I don't know. Do babies learn this? They probably do it by 10, 11, 12 years old or something. (laughs) Did you yeah, know? We,
0: we that, both have
1: babies now. They don't do this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you know, Peter, that I had an octopus in college? Did I ever tell you this? No, of course not. So, this I aquarium mean, I, I that's sitting right here, me. see this aquarium yeah. right here? Uh, mm-hmm. in, I got that in college because I was out tide pooling with some buddies one day. And I flipped over a rock, and I found this little Pacific two-spot octopus. And I'm probably incriminating myself, because you're probably not supposed to do this. But I was like, oh, that's so rad, a two-spot octopus. Like, this is so cool. I want to do something with it. So I took it home, like, threw it in, like, a little aquarium. And I was like, oh, this isn't, you know, being a biologist even then, I was like, this is no good. Like, this animal will not do well. So I, I, right. I went and got picked up this aquarium, put it in the corner of my parents' house, of course, and um, went down to the ocean, like, ten times with buckets and filled up this aquarium and then built this awesome little little thing that the octopus would live in. And his name was Leonidas because it was right when the movie 300 came out. And um, <laughs> Leonidas was badass, dude. He used to hang out in that aquarium. You could come and tap on the lid and he'd come shooting up and wait with his tentacles for you to drop something in. We'd feed him like pet store goldfish, which I'm sure is not the right thing given that they're a freshwater <laughs> fish. Plus, you know, squid and other stuff. But he was awesome. And he was... A destroyer. Like I would go out to the Channel Islands, like with Adam or my other buddies, and we'd like catch little little baby uh, like eye or little snails and crabs and stuff, and put them in there. Didn't matter what you put in there, Leonidas would rip it to shreds. He was like, "This is my house. Don't fuck with it. I will destroy." Um, yeah. Yeah. He lived. He lived like three years. We ha- I had him, and then wow. came in one day. He was huge, and he rolled over. So you know, he he had a nice wow. long life in my aquarium. It was lots of fun.
2: Yeah. Three years. That's about their lifespan.
0: Yeah, so speaking on interesting stuff that happens in the ocean, there was a piece of news that came across my desk that I like even more than this cuttlefish thing. I mean, this, it's like, it reinforces everything I say. So on Extinct or Alive, with Patrick, wherever we go, one of the things that I always harp on, I say it all the time, is animals change their behavior when they're under human pressure. Like, just because, you know, and, and a perfect example is like, wolves or coyotes but just because you think it's not there doesn't mean that the animal isn't smart enough to adapt and change its behavior well sure enough scientists in cyprus have found a secret set of caves where the world's rarest seals the the um european monk seal have been breeding in these caves and now this is a completely new behavior so in other words this there's 700 of these seals left in the world period right that's it and they mm-hmm. figured out, since the time of the Romans, they've been persecuted, right? They've been hunted. They've been, they've been, their numbers have been driven down. And all of a sudden, these Mediterranean monk seals figured out, wow, check it out. I can go in these caves and have babies, and nobody fucks with me. And this is, a, <laughs> this is exactly like, if we hadn't been able to see these seals for 20 or 30 or 40 years, that's where you would have found them, hanging out in these caves in complete secrecy. I mean, I love this stuff, man. They found a dwarf... Crocodile in the Congo that was doing the same thing. They're bright orange in color because they've lost all the pigment from their skin. Hidden underground, living in caves. And I always say this. These animals are smart enough to change their behavior when they're under human pressure. And this is a perfect example of this out on display for the world to see. I love it.
1: Now, for any seal that I've ever seen, they're, they're just on the beach, right? That's their natural habitat. Yep, is they exactly. on the beach So yep. they've adapted to this, this cave system where they don't even have... You know, their usual beaching area, maybe a you know, rocky spot.
0: Right. Well, exactly right, Adam. So usually a seal or sea lion is going to haul out on a nice sandy beach. It's nice and comfy. It's in the sun. But if you think that, you know, since the time of the Romans, the Mediterranean monk seal have been persecuted, right? Maybe all it takes is one monk seal to swim into a cave and haul out and be like, ah, I'm not being chased by some dick with a spear. Right. And like <laughs> hang out there. Then he goes and gets his buddy and he's like, hey, buddy, check it out. If we hang out here, zero dicks with spears. Um, And before you know it, you have a whole (laughs) population of these seals hanging out in the cave going, wow, this is so much better than over on the beach where I watched Abatha get stabbed in the face yesterday. You know, so it's just amazing to show that these things can figure this out and completely change their behavior in order to avoid human beings.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, too, because uh, it's one of uh, to talk about the thylacine for a moment. (laughs) <laughs> one of uh, Neil Waters' when he released the pictures was talking on the radio about the thylacine photos. He had said that uh, he thinks that they exist and one of the main reasons is because they were hunted so much that uh, the ones that, that did evolve, the ones that exist now, are basically so evolved to avoid getting captured and being found that that's why they can't be found and why nobody has actual, you know, like uh, good HD photos and yada yada of them. So, I mean, animals definitely evolved to avoid humans because we're garbage.
0: <laughs> I and mean, just, that, that, that is a up. viable theory. Adam, can I ask you a question?
2: Yeah. When
0: you When you were sailing heritage through the Caribbean, did you ever see any seals at
1: all? So... Um, I was actually just thinking this because I flew seaplanes as well, as you mentioned. I flew yep. much to the Dry Tortugas where there was yep. the Caribbean monk seal. Exactly. Um, That's what I was getting at. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you, you obviously knew what I, I saw as well. Um, and on the Dry Tortugas, when people first arrived, you couldn't move without hitting a seal. And so they needed food. They bonked them on the head. People are garbage, uh, as <laughs> you so well put uh tap. Yes, uh, Indeed anyways um since then you know, the other they're an extinct species um uh but when i was going through the caribbean um we did see just off in the distance i mean you're going through the waves you're staring at the ocean for you know 24 hours on end uh when we're actually going uh from cuba to panama and we saw you know what was you know we at first thought was dolphins cresting out um mm-hmm. but there was no dorsal fin there um so the only no. thing i could come up with was seals um wow. no obviously, kidding. Uh, that's that's about as uh uh, good as a blurry picture of Sasquatch, but, uh, um, right. you know, that's that's, that's <laughs> the moment I had. So, Riteb, um, Will, we'll do me a favor.
0: Pull up a picture of a Caribbean monk seal. Riteb, I think we might have talked about this on the pod before. I don't remember. One of the animals I targeted on Extinct or Alive was a very close relative of these super smart seals that are breeding in caves called the Caribbean monk seal as opposed to the Mediterranean monk seal. Now, as Adam just said, they used to be super abundant. They were widespread from the dry tortugas all the way out to Puerto Rico, way up north. And um, this is an animal that I have thought, you know, I, I actually didn't know Adam's story of that, but I heard multiple other eyewitness accounts. And we did an Extinct or Alive episode on this. Um, that's not a Caribbean monk seal, Will um and that's like
2: uh, the cutest normal I mean, <laughs> I mean can I just leave that
0: up there though <laughs> <laughs> and <not> uh um, <laughs> and uh yeah so i conducted a full-scale expedition looking for these adorable monk seals and i i heard multiple stories like adam's and now i wish i had known there you go there's one you know they went extinct a while ago i wish i had known that the um the mediterranean monk seal's had adapted to reproduce in caves because the Bahamas is infamous for its massive, intricate ne- intricate networks of limestone caves. So that, mm. I mean, if anything, this almost fuels my passion and desire even more to go look for these animals. Like to Adam go to the just Caribbean. Said, yeah. I mean, well, that too. I, I want to drink a Mai Tai and hang out on a beach. Big deal. Yes. but um, You know, I'm, I'm going to help you out with that one. I, I'm, yeah. I'm willing man. to go search Hi, yeah, it's,
1: yeah.
2: We'll find anyway. these fucking seals, man. I'm telling you. Let's go.
0: Um, <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah, it's interesting. Seals are cool. I, I'd like yeah. to find that one. I sure would. It's always,
2: it's, it's definitely always interesting and and a uh, happy day when when we hear about animals outsmarting humans. In my opinion, <laughs> I love it. Uh, something came across my desk that I found fascinating. Ooh. And it's because it involves glow in the dark sharks. Did ah, you hear about yes. this?
0: Absolutely.
1: Adam, have you seen this? I have. And, uh, you know, just sailing along, looking at that deep ocean, this is the kind of stuff that you just imagine all day. Um, (laughs)
2: Underneath you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like there has to be something out
1: there. And then I go on and tell them about it.
2: No, yeah. I mean, so they found the largest bioluminescent animals on (sighs) Earth. And uh, so, in a study published in the journal Frontiers in Marine Science, the scientists found that three species of deep sea shark. Are bioluminescent; they glow in the dark. They produce a soft blue-green light with specialized cells in their skin, and uh, one of them grows up to six feet. So, a six-foot animal that glows in the dark exists in the ocean. It's awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> Forrest, what what is what's the benefit? What, yeah, what's so up I, with these? I
0: actually so this technology first came out about fifteen years ago when a scientist right here in California started basically using what we would consider to be a black light, but technically it's a blue light, um, to look at sharks. And he found that swell sharks, which are a smaller animal than this, glow under the blue light. Now, I use this technology in South Africa to look for a benthic shark species called a natal shy shark. Unfortunately, we were unable to locate one of those animals, but we had an incredible bioluminescent dive while we were looking for it. And what I kept hoping is that we'd find one of these small ground sharks like this animal that would just pop like that and glow. And it's incredible to see... Like I've done this night dive in South Africa and a couple other times now where you, you put out a blue light and you put on a yellow filter and all you see is the world in what looks like a rave, basically, this crazy <laughs> neon world. It's rad. But what, what the scientists that did that initial study on the swell shark, what my colleague Dave Ebert, who's the world's leading kind of lost shark guy, have told me is that this is an adaption where animals. So how, what's the best way to explain it? These animals see the way that you're seeing them. So these small benthic ground sharks have specialized rods and cones in their eyes that allow them to see a blue light spectrum that the human eye cannot detect. What Mm. this means is they are able, and because many things in the ocean actually put off this crazy, you know, there's oranges and yellows and all these crazy neon colors under blue light, these animals can look through that filter to find potential mates, to find potential prey, et cetera, et cetera. So it gives them a whole layer of vision that doesn't exist to the human or other predator's eyes that allows them to move around in a completely different world and see things in a different way. In other words, if you are this weird New Zealand deep water shark species, and you live in, by the way, the deep ocean is a desert. Most people don't realize that, but it is a desert. There's mostly nothing there. So if you live in this massive, vast desert, yeah, where nothing, where there is nothing else that stands out, and you see like this, like this blue shark, and you're swimming along, all of a sudden out the corner of your eye, you see another blue shark swimming along. You two can get together, whereas otherwise you wouldn't see each other at all because you're just in this vast blackness that nothing can see through. So it's an adaptation to find each other as well as potential prey.
2: Dude, that's crazy, crazy fucking. So, so um, for finding each other, obviously, that's that's obviously they can see each other with this finding the prey. You're, you're saying because they can detect these bioluminescent uh, prey, as opposed, like, so they can't. They can not only detect like a mate, they can also see other animals that put off the same
0: type of at, color. At this stage, that is a theory. The, you know, the strongest theory is that they glow in the dark in order to see each other and attract each other and locate each other and reproduce. Okay. But having done the dives that I've done in what's called fluoro light, which is this blue light with a yellow filter put over your eyes, you can see that all kinds of things glow. Now, a small benthic shark like this, it'll eat crabs, it'll eat crustaceans, it'll eat little stingrays, things like that. And a lot of those things glow. So I believe, and a number of other scientists, including Dave Ebert and a few others, also believe that the reason they see in this world is because they'll see another blue shark and go, that's a mate. They'll see a little neon orange colored crab and go, that's food. They'll see a cave lined with neon green anemones and go that's a hiding spot so it's like they, they wow. see a world that we don't even see and don't even right. understand and they'll never see the bull shark that's a big predator or the, the small starfish that they're, they're literally you know they can't eat, they can't do anything with they don't even live in that mental space because it doesn't even exist in their eyes which I think is a fascinating mm. concept
1: so in oh, this darkness yeah. they're just seeing their prey or you know Uh, Possibly not their predators and each other.
0: Um, Yeah, just social cues, just cues to (laughs) to behavioral cues, right? Whether it's prey or a mate or maybe some of the bigger predators do. I mean, we haven't tested this fluoro technology. We might find out that great white sharks do this. You know, I don't think anybody's ever run a a blue light with a yellow filter on a great white shark. You know, we just don't know. It's very easy to do it with, you know, this guy's probably five feet long or whatever, like you said, that they pulled up from 10,000 feet. Very easy to do it with him. A little harder to do it with a 15-foot great white shark. So, Still, you know, I think there's a lot yeah. <laughs> that we do
1: a night dive with a great white shark. Anytime. Uh, <laughs> with the blue light, yellow. Uh, but this time we switch around the roles and you get to be the human shield. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. I like will take it. you up on that. <laughs>
2: Exclusively to be posted on the Wild Times. But it is super interesting. It's super interesting to think about uh, what you just said where, right, they don't, they don't even, uh, they're not even aware of these other predators and everything that, that's around them because of the way that they sense the world, man. And uh, not to get ethereal or anything, but that's, that's I mean, that's, that's what it's like for us in, in the world. Like we have all these, uh, all these perceptions. We can perceive light and all these things, but what's going on in the ether, man? Maybe there's giant sharks floating around in the fourth dimension that we can't see too. That's, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I feel saying. yeah.
0: I don't agree with you, but I feel yeah. It could be there. I mean, maybe you this is the first time I'm on the podcast. Saying. A little weirded out, but <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: go on. Oh, this is this is an animal podcast, but I like to get uh, into the into the spooky science
0: yeah, aspect of, of it sometimes. It a- Adam, while well, you were sailing uh, I mean, around the world. I remember you telling me that you went somewhere, and I don't want to butcher your story. And they thought you were a spooky ghost. Can you tell us that story? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not making it up. Unless yeah, I'm no, I'm no a, that
1: was the guy coming from the, the fourth dimension. No, um, seriously. Tell see? the real story. Uh, that, that's a real this story. Is why right? I bring this <laughs> shit up? But it I'm remembering is, uh, this correctly. Story, right? That's not yeah. quite fair to the people there, but uh, you know, I'll run with it. Yeah, um, go for it. <laughs> we were in the. We just crossed the South Pacific, and we'd made landfall on this island called Gambier, and then we were heading into the southern two motus, which are these chain of atolls, um, old volcanoes that were extinct start to sink below the ocean as they sink the coral actually grows up and forms these barrier reefs that eventually become the island with these deep blue lagoons in the middle and these islands if you look them up there they're as breathtaking as they come um, but the whole southern portion really has not been explored it's not a place that uh, you will have any sort of nautical chart for you don't you barely have google maps for some of the spots um, it, it's just unexplored, um, so obviously being near that, that was that was just a um, head to head, straight for it. Um, so we just started off on some of these islands, and you know, no cruisers or anybody that um, we knew had been there before, and we ended up picking out one by the very scientific process of my wife looking at Google Earth and being able to see one and saying that looked pretty. Um, <laughs> So we headed to this spot. uh, It was about um, uh, 240 miles from where we were. So two days sail. We timed it well. So we had wind on the way there. um, But as soon as we got there, it was pretty calm, which was good because it's this beautiful circular island in the middle of nowhere. I had no idea if we could be able to anchor. All these atolls, like I said, they're extinct volcanoes, so they have the peak, and then they just drop off in the middle of nowhere. There, there, you get to. This is a picture of it right here that we'll just pull up. That's
0: an atoll. So see how there's water in the middle and there's this outer ring, Peter. Yeah. What -hmm. that is is, as Adam was describing, at one point in time that was a volcano that came above land oh, cool. or above, above the surface relative, or at least close to the surface, then it collapsed, right? And what you have is the, the remaining ring that over time grew coral, and then there was sand, and then there were trees, et cetera. So it's basically gotcha. an extinct volcano ring in the middle of the ocean. And yeah, they're incredible beacons of down, coral life. coral keeps
1: growing up, and the yeah. wildlife yeah. is just unbelievable. Um, anyway, so we roll up to this island, and we come from the far side, the far side of the photo. Uh, we're coming from the south. And um, as you can see, it just drops off in the blue. We're looking for somewhere to anchor. And we come around the south side. We don't know if there's anybody there. You, you can see from the photo, you, it doesn't look like there is. Um, mm-hmm. And then peering out of the south side is this probably 100 to 150 foot white cross just peering up out of these palm trees. Um, we're like, okay, that's a little strange, but hey, at least people are here. <laughs> uh, and as we go around, uh, we keep seeing these every you know, quarter mile or so. There's just this huge white cross. Um, so very weird, um, and we keep looking for anchoring spots. We try on the west side, which is uh, um, uh, the right side of your photo, right side of the screen. Um, okay. No luck there. It's just sheer walls. And finally, we come around to the north, and we actually see these small buildings here. I'm like, okay, there has to be a way to get you know tied up here. People must somehow access the water, otherwise, there there wouldn't be life. Um, so I jump off the boat uh, with my wife driving it. And I look down the reef, and there's actually this spot where you can tie into the coral reef. So I take a huge rope, I dive down, run it through, you know, dive down 40 feet, run it through the coral. um, Wow. And uh, get back to the surface with it, and we tie up the boat. Um, And now we're just staring at this, you know, desolate island, and there's this one house, there's this uh, shrine, and there's a church there. Uh, There's no dock, there's no infrastructure at all, so I'm like, okay, well, we should go see if there's anyone here. We hop off the boat, jump in, uh, swim into a shore, and because we're very awkward white people and not very good South Pacific Islanders, we get crashed (laughs) on by the waves, Uh, Mm -hmm. but we start walking on this island, Um, and we're walking down the one path that there is there, Not seeing anybody. We're kind of going through the church like this is weird. Are we, you know, stepping on someone's graves or anything like that? And then we keep walking down. And then all of a sudden we see these two children hiding behind trees. And
2: that's um, that's kinda scary. Like it's I'd be creepy, right? That's like children
0: of the corn yeah. style where you're just like
2: <laughs> Yes. <laughs> only churches. I, I know, and I'm the creepy, creepy one children. here.
0: Like I've just
1: mysteriously appeared at their island like ah and you know, obviously it's French Polynesia. I don't speak French or uh Tahitian and all that. <laughs> Uh, so I give my best Banshu or whatever, and which probably is pretty terrible. Um, so, you know, it's kids. They're, they're three years old. They're, they're expected to hide. Um, but then I kind of look, especially behind me, it. you creepy fuck. And, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Creepy fuck. Uh, and, uh, um, behind it. All right, so these, are these the kids mom are staring and dad. At you. Okay. And they're hiding behind trees too. Okay. <laughs> so this is an awkward start. Like, I mean, is this okay? Oh, I mean, yeah. I go forward with a smile and like eventually um after a while kind of looking at each other that they they pop out and say hi and uh through a friend who spoke french that was with us on the boat at the time we, we end up having a conversation and like all is well I'm like all right and uh we end up having an incredible time at this island we stay there for three days i spear some incredible fish we cook up they show us all things coconut there's only four people that live on the island um wait
2: there's only four people who live on this island <laughs>
1: yeah the <laughs> whole island
2: so uh, so you met the whole family that was the whole right family. away yeah exactly it that's was the whole crazy. island party and
0: uh, we were all there how's that work oh. is there some inbreeding going on how does that i'm trying to figure there's out a, how there's that a nearby that works. island so
1: i mean okay got it um, there's there's one that's uh, like 15 miles away um mm, that has that a population nearby. of like 200 people um, okay
0: so, so what, do they know, swim there? Healthy.
2: Do they have a boat? What's <laughs> they don't going swim on boat
0: there, boat? Peter. <laughs> That's a ridiculous comment. <laughs> oh, I'm just there. wondering where the other boat miles. was tied
2: up is all I'm oh, saying. Oh, yeah, I'm
0: just going to run to the bar. Let me take a 15-mile swim to grab a beer. There's four people living beer. He did, I mean, he was not on
1: an island, but he had his own coconut still. And, uh, yeah, there are wow. just some things you, you can go without in life. you got to have
2: your own still.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, we ended up having a party. And actually the nearby island came by with some beers and all this stuff and we're what? finally at this party. It was, I mean, if you have a visitor, you're going to have, like, they spotted it from fifty miles away, and actually the mayor of that town came over. They presented <laughs> us with black incredible. pearls. Like, I mean, these are uh, just fantastic people. Like, shell necklaces, wow. and um, uh, I was able to spear some really big fish, so they were uh, uh, pretty stoked for that. We barbecued that up, and um, nice. what these people can do with the coconut tree, um, yeah, I, I can't even begin to describe it. How, like how long did it beautiful.
0: take? From when you landed on the island till they were like all right they're they're not ghosts, they're just stupid people from Chicago <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I mean it was a good like five minutes uh it was it's like a good two minute awkward stare at, like where I'm just walking down the path kind of highs and like slowly coming out, and they finally came out from the tree, and then it was probably like a good like ten minutes till they finally cracked a smile, wow. you know like where it went from like let's did, who are we talking to here
0: did you feel like this. at Sorry, go ahead.
1: I never quite finished with it. So, like, when we're, we're having a party, like, I finally we walked around the whole island. We saw that there was actually twelve of these crosses, and like, got to ask about it. And the island's haunted. Um, at night, there's ghosts that come there. And furthermore, than why that, the, the
2: hell the, are they living there? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> yeah, it's nuts.
1: Uh, well, notably, they use the island as like their sick area. So, if anyone comes down with COVID, or probably not that, but anything, they send their people there to live in isolation. Uh, so it's, wow. it's ripe for ghosts. Um, so so were the these four people the ill way.
0: when you got there.
1: Were they? Were yeah, they? Sick? they weren't. They weren't. Uh, there was no okay. sick at the time. So they gotcha. were actually just copra farming, which is uh, farming the coconut. Okay. Um, but when we asked, like, well, why would you think we're ghosts? They're like, well, you're the first people to ever visit here, so it's a lot more likely that you'd be ghosts than visitors. That's and, wild, <laughs> dude.
0: That's fucking insane. <laughs> it was. And it was fun. Did did I mean, you? Uh, do you guys familiar with that story? It came out a couple of years ago. No, maybe about a year ago of the missionary or missionaries that tried to go onto that island near the Philippines. And it's a completely oh, yeah. uncontacted island. And like everybody knows about it. But the second, you know, the missionaries were like, God will save us. And they stood on the island and just got like their heads chopped off and a bunch <laughs> of arrows fired at them. I think it was just one guy. But do you remember that story? It that came out? I, do. Yeah.
1: I do. I oh do. I felt feel good for the islanders on that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm with them. But, um, did you ever think like, all right, this is my Philippines Island moment. Like these guys are just The arrows are going to start flying any second here. I didn't have that moment, uh, because
1: of just the reputation of all you know South Pacific Islanders until, um, uh, we, we got there and there was just two little, you know, children in the cornfield staring us down and then the other people hiding by the trees. And then it's just like you, you cross this invisible barrier. Um, north right, sentinel e- island, that's, you're just like all right is this all right and you start questioning that um, so, so uh no it was, it was a good moment when they slowly came out from the trees and, and were not holding arrows
0: well, so uh, the <laughs> name of that island where the the missionary tried to go and convert everybody was uh north sentinel island what would you do adam as a seafaring man If you pulled up to an island in the South Pacific, just like just like the one you just described where you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, it looks cool from Google Earth because I could totally see this happening to any novice sailor being like this place looks rat. You pull up. There is the picture from when the villagers killed the guy. Uh, uh, Will's got it up on the screen. If you're watching along on YouTube, you can check it out. Um, That's that's pulling up at North Sentinel Island. And these are the guys that, you know, flung arrows and and killed the, the missionary. Now. Adam, if you were in this position, obviously not knowing that you were going there to be a missionary, but rather you know you're like, hey, we've been sailing for three days, haven't seen land in a while, cool looking island, and you rock up, and that's what you see from from the skiff, that image right there. What would you do?
1: Uh, (laughs) That's so strong. Uh, That that's a hard image to to get away from. I'm sure that's not like the first image that he saw.
0: But Um, okay, let's let's
1: very first image that I saw. Yeah, uh, what would you do? <laughs> I mean, how do you land to that?
0: You just roll up I on mean, your panel
1: board and be like, I mean, our approach to everywhere you go um, is you would bring something. You're a guest there, so you should bring a gift. Like when we went to the San Blas Islands in, uh, you know, the Panama, where yeah. they have the Guna Indians, you, you bring gifts and you ask permission. You don't, you know, come in there thumping your Bible or anything like that, telling somebody something. You, you ask permission and you follow their ways. Um, and, you know, seeing those, you know, natives there that, uh, that's super intriguing. I mean, it'd be hard not to want to explore that with family there. You know, if I had my wife, yeah, we're, we're turning
0: around probably going. Well, that's what way. I'm saying. So, okay. We're oh, so okay. like, there and we're daring hands. each other.
1: Like, what do no, you do? No, no, no.
0: If you and I are there, we're already dead in that yeah, hypothetical. Yeah, exactly. That's we're going over, up there. Though. Yeah. But like, I'm like, oh, I bet you can't slap him on the butt. <laughs> no, There's you're universal, universal symbols <laughs> of peace and all that. So, uh,
1: um, but, yeah, I mean, you just don't know what sort of belief they're going to have of, you know, are you a ghost? Are you, a, you know, an evil spirit? Um, and I think that's it's so cool to think about because that's been the clash of cultures over the past, you know, couple hundred years. Uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> I don't so know I how think, approach that. I, I mean, you have a
0: gift. That's all I got.
1: And I then think, yeah, bring gifts. and a reaction it's just like and going you see to what it a regular is.
0: party. And, I don't uh, buy it. I don't buy it. I know well, Adam you. really well. He's super abrasive. I feel like if he saw that, <laughs> he'd probably, like, start thumping his own chest and just, like, go full gorilla and be like, I'm coming to your well, island. Listen, like, I mean, like, is like, it's like a like, I mean You read
1: the body language, and sometimes it's going to be aggressive. And if you're not aggressive back, you know, like, for instance, if you hide behind someone, it's going to come after you. But uh, uh, if you're aggressive, you can, you can counteract that. You can show that I'm here, too. Um, and you get a little but bit of respect. I'm sure so the that guy may be who, the right play. That may be the right play to just, you know.
0: I'm sure the guy <laughs> who had his Bible was not thumping his chest acting aggressive. I'm sure he was like, hi, with a big smile on his face, <laughs> and then got an arrow through his chest. And they're
1: like, look what our God sent us. Right. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> oh, oh,
0: man. Yeah. So All right. I, I, mean,
2: I, I don't know if you knew this, for us, but I uh, planned on one day perhaps uh, sailing the seven seas, myself on a reclaimed uh on a reclaimed uh, sailboat however my one biggest fear is that uh i'd be taken over by pirates how'd you avoid the pirates adam is there is there specific this routes this is a real
1: question adam this is not yeah, no, no, just, no, it's he's fair. asking uh, genuinely you know it, yeah. it's, it's actually like i mean most yeah. people are like ha ha how do you avoid the pirates no, and then they're like I'm no serious. okay so we literally took routes to avoid them and that was the main key we're not out running anything um Unless, and, there's, uh, unless there's
0: uh, another one of those storms popping up <laughs> <laughs> exactly i are crushing it
1: 50 <laughs> knots no problem don't need any steering
2: but i'm assuming this is a uh, real thing you had to deal with it is, with and it is. And uh
1: out. yeah exactly especially off the coast of south america like you, you you take some different routes uh venezuela area you you just go around it you have to go further out to sea um off the coast of uh, uh cuba was the only time when we had a moment at all was uh um
2: what happened there
1: it wasn't it wasn't a true pirate moment, but it it was pretty daunting for my wife. Once again, I was down below this time and
0: disposed of. On Why the, are you the always sleeping? Why is she always <laughs> driving the, the boat and you're like said, always sleeping? Sunsets. She was a girlfriend, <laughs>
1: and I had to test her. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, no, so a couple fair. of pirates uh, so were off the northern you. coast of Cuba, and all of a sudden, this boat comes rocking up really fast, direct line, and that's always like a pretty red flag, like direct line, like something weirds going on. Sure. Um, and uh, um, yeah, I'm down on the throne trying to to finish up some business, and she just starts screaming my name. And by the time I get up there, it's a bunch of Cuban fishermen just holding up their fish, trying to get some American dollars for it. So, ah, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm going to end the story short because it wasn't a true experience. But Did like, you that buy is the thrill. Like that's in your mindset, and it is just route avoidance, and it happens to people. It, it's it's not anything that's that uncommon to every year here about somebody that you know ventured the wrong way or went in the wrong area. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's a real deal. Um, Adam what? Or, uh,
2: oh,
0: no, go ahead, Peter. Go ahead.
2: Well, no, I mean, I was just gonna ask. So, uh, when did you start your adventures? What year? Well, it's, uh, I guess twenty sixteen or so. And um, so you finished up uh, like twenty nineteen after. Yeah, three yeah, years the last so? leg
1: we did from Tahiti to to Fiji, uh, with a lot and of stops t- in between. Is the
2: boat just docked, or you you got plans to go out again, or what, uh, what do you, sitting what's in Fiji? The I
1: got a uh, uh, one year old now, and I finished up the last leg when uh, my wife was staying at home this time, and I went out with some fishing friends uh, when she was uh, seven months pregnant. So real, really great guy award there. Um, <laughs> but we got the boat to Fiji, and the idea was to sell it there, and actually just sold literally fi- signing the paperwork today. So wow. a little bit of a, a bittersweet day. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. She, uh, she just sold, but sitting in Fiji. Um, actually, a wild story that I'll keep pretty short there is when I arrived, I literally ran into the original owners of Heritage that sailed the boat from South Africa to Florida. Uh, no shit. <laughs> and sold the boat pretty, there. Pretty wild. Moved to Fiji, That's a small world. And then um, uh, never saw it again until we pulled up right in front of their backyard. That's nuts. So I feel like it's destiny for us to bring it there. And uh, yeah, that was the end of our road. Just sold it. Um, shown way. Yeah, there's heritage. She's Man, a I gotta say,
0: we had we had an incredible time on that. But Will, I I I met Adam in Panama on the Caribbean side, and we sailed through. Well, we didn't sail. We motored through the Panama Canal. None of us had ever been through the canal before and it was, we, we, we came very close to a disaster at one point, but we did get through all the canal. We got through the locks. Um, Yeah. yeah, no, it's crazy, man. Like with the Panama canal, you know, you, you pull into this little zone and they close these gates off. And then all of a sudden your boats just, just lifting or dropping in our case dropping. And we had these lines from the boat to like, you know, basically the, the sides of the, the canal And they just start dropping the water, and the lines just get tighter and tighter. Adam came (laughs) running over with a kitchen knife and sliced one at one point because we were about to, like, rip the sides of the boat off. It was wild, man. It was super cool. Uh, But then we (laughs) –
1: go ahead, Adam. Uh, There's a couple things now. Like, you think it's, like, this technological marvel, which it is, but at the same time, it's, like, 100 years old. So, literally, water is, like, pouring out the side, like, pouring onto your boat. Oh yeah, And the other thing mess, is you dude. have this guy that comes on to guide you through. And, like, you'd be really nice to your guy. You know, otherwise they might stick you with a bad one or something like that. So, like, we cooked this great meal for this guy. He's doing awesome. He could not have cared less what was going on. Like, anytime we asked oh, him a question, God, like, no. yeah, you want this? He'd be like, no, nah, yeah, yeah, definitely tighten that up right now. And be like, no, that was not the right answer. So uh, we, we, <laughs> had a, we had an adventure going through there. Um, and then but, we yeah, came out of the canal.
0: We came out of the canal and we sailed to the first place Adam and I ever went on a dive trip together, which was the Pearl Islands of Panama, right. which are like 60 or 70 miles offshore from basically directly from Panama City. And it's funny because you wouldn't think that a group of islands right outside of a city of 5 million people could be so wild. And they're amazing, man. I mean, just huge fish, tiger sharks, whale sharks, manta rays. Oh, yeah. uh, it's just rad. And we were all there, the same you know friends of the pod that I mentioned earlier. We were all on Adam's boat. Uh, Ricardo actually got engaged to his girlfriend slash wife, there, wife now. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And and like, it was crazy. We had such a good time. We shot all these huge fish and we pulled up on uninhabited islands and, and cooked up the fish that we got and cleaned them and made big bonfires. And we were living the pirate life. And I only got to do that with Adam for like 10 days. He got to do that for three years. It's, it is a dream come true. You should definitely do it for
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, once this pandemic bullshit's over, I, uh, you know, once we're vaccinated and we can start going out, we're, we're definitely going on some adventures, uh, whether it's just me, me, you, me, you, Pat, me and the girlfriend, me and the dog. Don't care. I got to get out of recita.
0: <laughs> man, whoever. WT Willie, uh, are you
2: there? Oh, he fell asleep again. He's
0: snoozing. What a guy. Oh, my God, this is embarrassing. He's definitely snoozing. He's left. All right. Well, there goes that idea. Um, what, what was your ID? Oh, well, he's back. Oh, I was oh, gonna say. All right, just out here right. tabbing
3: through photos of paradise that I haven't been to.
0: <laughs> so, W. T. Willie Adam has a very good base knowledge of everything. He's a smart guy. Okay, Ritep, Ritep, is a dunce student. He's the smartest kid on the short bus. We all know this. Um, I am Dude, as Adam. I go
2: by instinct and logic,
0: like okay, our professor. last
2: president. So. I.
0: I we all know that I think I'm very smart, even though I'm like a C minus type of student. Um, <laughs> Will I take the coffee. why don't <laughs> Why don't you put us to the test with a little game we like to call Factor Fiction.
3: gentlemen. Welcome to another round of fact or fiction. This is a Brosiner favorite. This is a game, Adam, where we test the intelligence on a gradient from professional biologist,
2: intelligent, to okay.
3: professional bullshit artist. And here today, you, right in the middle. <laughs> wow. Right in the middle. So,
2: excuse me. I love that. Which one's the, the biologist? Yeah, right.
3: The game's <laughs> easy. I'm going to say a sentence. It's either going to be a fact or it's bullshit. We're gonna start with Peter. You're gonna go second, Forrest will go third. We're gonna find out who knows the most about animals and who has the best bullshit detector.
0: Woohoo! Right. Fact or Woo. fiction,
2: baby, Feeling Feeling here we go. So Will makes a statement. We guess whether it's fact or fiction.
3: That's correct.
0: Okay, fact. let's do it. No Google. No Google. Peter, you What's are that? That? It's like back yeah.
3: first. And the first question is, when we first walked on the moon, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, the astronauts left poop to return and see if anything would live inside the poop.
2: The astronauts left poop to return and see if anything would live inside the poop. I, um, God damn it. I'm gonna say that this is a Fiction. Fiction. Nonsense. Garbage. No way. Come on. They're not tainting the environment, although we do. But, you know, humans do. But I'm going to say, no, there's better ways that they could have accomplished that. They didn't just take a shit (laughs) on the
1: moon. Adam, you're up. (laughs) I mean, if you're the first one to uh, uh, walk on the moon, you want to leave your mark. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fuck flags. You have a mouth of shit. Wow. Uh, There's... Just a strong need in me to not agree with Rotep um, <laughs> He's, I he's learning. The game. He's getting. He it. changes the whole game. game every time. Yeah. it's real. <laughs> and I mean, I, I can. I, and it. I've walked through the jungle before. If you if you got to go, you you leave that behind, and you come back in five minutes, and there's a whole yeah. plethora of life. I mean, uh, I don't know if it works that way, it. It does attract a, a Whale fall. Any sort yeah. of uh, <laughs> biological matter is going to be picked up, but there's no way you're going to find it in uh whenever they're going to come back. Um, man, don't like agreeing with a tap. Gotta go fiction.
0: Two for fiction. Okay. All right. I, I like <sighs> the idea here, which is that could bacteria too. survive in fecal matter out in space? I feel like that's that's the attempted idea. Yeah, And out play of devil's space, advocate. Mate. Sorry. I'm going to say fact.
3: Forrest. God,
0: please don't. No way.
3: Gentlemen, they. Oh, I can test this. Only to return no. to see if no. there was, was any sticks. life, and there was no lichen, no life, no little fucking worms, nothing.
0: Huh. A good oh, very hard oh, really challenge. Day. Perhaps this. the
3: coldest, most frozen yeah, shit in human history. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Where'd I like you find that. this? Wikipedia. No, there's a Wikipedia's full of shit. There's a Vox
3: oh. video I watched today about it, actually. As a matter of fact, so I, I trust Vox. <laughs> yeah, why don't you
0: just? Yeah, just okay. Shut okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just right. angry that I've got a point and you guys don't. That's Let's correct. go. Well, number two. I'm
3: realizing now that Forrest has like a, the like best position in the game. Yeah, the best. He's last, he gets to judge everyone's yeah. logic. But...
1: <laughs> there was no correct. actual answer in there that he said. Yeah, that's a fact. He just said oh, the other two. Yeah, exactly. Fiction. Yeah, yeah no, pretty much. That's <laughs> true. He was pretty <laughs> yeah. much okay. Uh, you should leave that to the. That's part. a fact. Yeah, question yeah. Number, two. <laughs>
3: number two. Not a shit related question. Um. <laughs> Some hornets can use photosynthesis to create their own energy.
2: Fiction. There's no way you're doing another fact in a row. And also, fuck you, hornets. Hornets are not special. They're mean, and they sting (laughs) you, and they don't even pollinate flowers. They're not pollinators. They're bad. I wish there was more bees, less hornets. This is a pure fiction. They don't do anything good for society.
0: Okay.
1: Adam, you're hmm. up. I'm going to have to go back to my first instinct and never agree with Ritab. Um <laughs> You know, I've already been kind of mind blown by the cuttlefish, and I don't understand why a hornet would need photosynthesis to create its own energy. Um, it can get it from its, its food source, but uh, I'm on the fact train here. Um, just just feel strongly that uh, Ritep is, is wrong and nope. uh, animals have been amazing today and they always amaze so
2: it's a bad fact. move bad move schwitz schwitz schwitz
0: uh, I'm with Adam <laughs> yeah. I go fact I believe that hornets can probably use ectothermic here's my heat point. to do something here's so. my Correct. point it's a fact
3: it's a fact You You son of a bitch! Called the Oriental.
2: Shut your camera off.
3: Cancelable title. Why do they? Oriental Hornet. We don't use that term in 2021, (laughs) but they are special. And they somehow can create their own solar power source. And there's a study at the University of Tel Aviv. I read this one on National Geographic, so I trust it enough. And we can move on.
0: Well, the the okay. only counter argument to this story will come out in Reddit later when Redp puts it up. So right now it is definitely still fact. So let's let's okay. continue.
2: Uh, Two points. I, I, I mean, well. is it
1: like you get an energy Little like muted. frat boys at the beach? Like uh, I don't get it, but <laughs> I do take the point. Okay. <laughs>
2: Well, I have zero. This game sucks. You got sucks. a chance. Peter, you still got a chance. Two you
3: points. Still a chance Let's here. go. There's
0: three more things to go. You got two more.
2: I got five. Three more. I got all five out of five last time, and now I'm going to go zero for five. Well,
0: here's Let's a, go. Next next question. Let's simple, go. Keep it very going. Very simple one for
3: you. True or false? Oh, thanks. Leeches <laughs> have teeth. Teeth.
2: Leeches, they gotta have No, this is obviously a fiction because neither of the other two were. That's my only logic.
1: What? Dead air? Let's just take him away from that because obviously there is no logic. Uh, We'll we'll cut into that answer. Um, Speak up, Schvitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll stick with my main logic, that that's a fact based on you going fiction. Uh, now nah, they got suckers they suck a they, mean dick they do not but they cut use teeth. Not, no. they cut they cut in there they absolutely have to get that bloodstream started so I'm going fact
0: okay alright this is a fact leech do indeed have teeth that's correct
3: they're not well, I know this I've pulled many, many off but ah. they do have that's for sure now, correct
1: we did we just yep. went on a technicality yeah, no. Nope, they're they have yeah. teeth. <laughs> I'm going 0 for 5 yeah, this frustrating time, it's my plan. You're trying to play Seems the game, like
3: not about the actual facts and fiction. You're trying to play the game on a higher level. It's just not going to work.
2: Mute his mic. He's trying to play no, to he's win. Point, he's, he's trying to him. play to win. That's not yeah. going to work that way. Mute <laughs> Will's <laughs> mic. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right, I I'm, I'm at 3 points. Adam is at 2. Retep is at a big hard boner 0. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> it's let's call the uh, goose egg. Let's okay. keep going. <laughs>
3: Uh, monkeys have been known to drink alcoholic drinks, and some monkeys have been known to even play drinking games.
2: Ugh. This is... <laughs> uh, why wouldn't they? Um... I'm going to go... So they do drink for 100% sure, 100%, 100%. I've seen you it. they drink alcohol. That's a, yeah. True. The question okay. is, yep. I've seen that. that. Do they Drinking play games? games? Who's interpreting whether this is a game or not? I'm going to say that this, <laughs> this is fucking fact. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> it's a fact. Wow, you. so
1: eloquent. You, you, you left so little to be said, um, but I'll try and pick up from there. Um, yeah, no, obviously that they, they drink alcohol, they get fermented fruit. Uh, we did that in our early history. Um, but do they play a game with it? I mean, uh, I, I don't see any games. I mean, um, I don't think they have the cuttlefish ability to, like, all right, well, if I throw this into that cup there, I'll get to drink it still. Um, well, you know, it doesn't necessarily
2: have it. to be beer pong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
1: Flip, <laughs> Can we get what game they're they're, they're thinking about playing? Flip, flip, flip. Um, no, I don't see the game. I I, I see uh, uh, just drinking and socializing. Uh, I think okay. uh, I think we are you know that higher being that's taken into that game level and really only recently that we've really really stepped up the games in the past twenty years
0: I think. So, so fiction from you Adam? Yeah, yeah, fiction. fiction. That's what okay. I'm doing. I have seen monkeys drink. I've seen them do it, but I've never seen them play a drinking game. So I'm gonna go fiction as, as well.
2: Right. And the streak is perfect.
0: Oh. Still No, oh. nah, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Come on. Listen,
2: you guys don't know. That means you have to prove that every true, monkey out there has never played a drinking game. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm <laughs> definitely calling bullshit on this one. I'm contesting. Nope. You it. just got out half your point. flip
1: cup. And
0: yeah. yeah the game Let us know. Sorry. A recount. All, right, all here's, right. For all the marbles okay. right here, Will. Let's go. I still got a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Get, just get on the board, Retap. This one's worth <laughs> 10, dude.
3: <laughs> Church, the lamest, most crotchety, and rule-followy, boring-ass religion on earth, allow... Wow. Yeah, that's my religion of raising. <laughs> but, uh, Mine, too. <laughs> and
1: I agree during, uh, some Lent, islanders in the Philippines that agree. During
3: Lent, you're not allowed to eat meat yeah. on Fridays. That's the, that's the rule of law. comes down from God himself. They, so they say, but... They do allow you to eat beavers during Lent. The one exception.
2: Okay. Uh, now, are we talking the metaphorical beaver, like a vagina, or are we talking about the actual animal? <laughs> Great beaver?
3: question. I, I don't know the answer to that. I can't give it away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, why? This, this makes no sense, but then many of the things that religion decrees don't make sense. Why? What's wrong with beaver? I mean, you can eat a nice beaver uh, on a Friday during Lent. I don't, I don't think nice there's, there's anything wrong beaver. with that. I think uh, I think that this, and this is for all the marbles, 3,000 points. <laughs> I think that this is a pure fucking God, fiction. No. <laughs> it's a fiction. Fiction, okay.
1: Adam? Fiction. <laughs> oh! I mean, this isn't even the, off the rotap theory. I think just never underestimate the hypocrisy of you know Catholic Church, church here of religion. Oh God. And, uh, yeah, you know there canceled. had to be some somebody in the history that's like, can't I just munch on some beaver this Friday night? <laughs> not a big deal. Let's just throw that little rule in there. Okay. Um, you know, and their, their history goes back thousands of years. So somebody slipped that in along the way, and that's that's totally a fact.
0: Catholicism comes from Rome. Rome did not have beavers.
3: <laughs> Forest that was a fiction.
0: Yeah, I'm calling. Well, fiction.
3: gentlemen, that that's a fact.
2: A crazy oh.
0: weird fact. <laughs> but All they're right. talking. I about, what that was a fact.
2: But they're talking about they're talking about vagina though.
1: <laughs>
0: Metaphorical
1: beaver. That was my theory. That's what I was running with. Oh, okay. Metaphorical <laughs> beaver.
2: Metaphorical oh, wow. beaver. Okay.
1: All
0: right. What okay. was the final All
2: score? Right. I don't agree with any of this. Ritab, I
0: got one they, point.
2: No zero points. That's right. Zero points.
0: Sorry, <laughs> right, we'll go ahead. We'll break it down. How'd do we do?
2: <laughs> Peter,
0: Peter lost. That's,
3: that's for the, sure. But yeah, I, I believe that's that's that. that Forrest and Adam tied.
2: For, oh for, wow, for, yeah,
3: tiebreaker. Adam Adam. Yep. I, I don't, Yeah, I had a tiebreaker. It had, was lost on me. But here, let's see if we can find it. <laughs> well, it's still in the right. show doc, then. <laughs> How does no, okay. Catholic I'm Church a, history already count as on. the?
2: Yeah, that's not even animal anything. Talking about vaginas and
1: Catholicism. Beavers, baby. Beavers, non- baby. That's some nonsense. How do you make that up, though? I mean, like it had to be true. Will's pretty
3: imaginative Stranger than fiction. No, dude, it's, it's the hardest part of my job. No question. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: your job. Yeah.
3: Well, what's crazy? What's really crazy? I didn't is know, that working here part is trying to stagger the order of true and
0: false to throw Peter off. He's out here following my <laughs> mental path. Well, apparently you yeah, did yeah. a fucking great job. <laughs> now right. go eat some
2: beaver <laughs> yeah.
0: on, on Friday. We're all, we're all playing checkers and Peter's just over there playing chess. Um, 4D chess, yeah. baby. Will, let's effort. go. Now. Uh, maybe a yeah. will game right. connect 4.
1: All
2: right. All right. <laughs> <Time>. <laughs> oh, so much dead air. I love it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just Lend the Okay, ready? I, got, I got one. Orb spiders.
3: An orb spider. Orb spider. Chops off the dick
1: of its mate. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm not an orb spider. It's just you two. There are a lot of insects that just go ahead and uh, uh kill the the males right after the, the deed is done. So I'm I'm gonna have to agree. That's a that's a fact. Um Although the, the graphic nature is a little disturbing in this one, um, I'd rather just do maybe a head cut off or something. But, um, I, would, I, would say,
0: I would say fact like Adam, but in the interest of this being a tiebreaker and the fact that you were use the word "dick" and not "penis," I'm going to go for it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's that a fact. It's a fact. Oh, Adam wins. Adam Adam Swiss is the official winner of factor fiction congratulations adam you thank won you, absolutely sir. nothing um <laughs> <laughs> that's what i've always wanted yeah no that was good yeah. Will, good job wt willie thank you everybody loves factor fiction yeah too. Uh,
1: just their dicks really apparently no
0: they eat them
3: after but they cut their
0: they bite their dicks off first <laughs> okay
1: that's great
0: um, so that's fair. We're, we're going to go into, every, thank you, Will. Good job. Um, great factor fiction. I'm yeah. sorry that I came in second place. Did not care for that. Um, oh. <laughs> still did better than Ritep. Uh don't So guys, we're, we're starting to wrap up the show. We're going to get to everybody's favorite segment in a second here. But before we do, Adam, we, I got to tell you, we have psychopaths for fans. I mean, they are rabid lunatics. I don't know what, what echelon of society these people have crawled out of. But they're the greatest and worst people on earth at the I same mean, time. I, I, mean,
1: no, I mean Yeah, yeah.
0: like yeah. they're all they're literally as they're listening to this, they are unfollowing and unclicking. We're losing followers right now. But no way. Gaming. But these lunatics do some incredible stuff. And one of them, Fire Hug, our boy Matt McHugh from <laughs> Australia. Matt fire Matt's fire from Australia, huge. right? Fire McHugh, huge. sorry. No, fire no, no, no. huge. Oh my fire god, huge. sorry.
2: Is from, uh, not from Australia. He's from the States, I believe. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, you're right. He's in the <laughs> South somewhere. It doesn't matter. Anyway, the fire huge. Hurt. He's got, Adam, this guy, I got to tell you this. He's awesome. He's hilarious. He bought, he took out a full page ad for our podcast in his local magazine or newspaper. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's bananas. He's the best. best. Anyway, he sends us all DMs <laughs> the other day through social media right, with no up. description. He just sends some links to some websites. The first website, and Will will get ready to pull this up, www.portapottysplashback.com. Will, can you pull <coughs> that up for us? Hang on. So, Adam, please. you might not know this. My greatest fear in life is not snakes. It's not smiters. It's not cockroaches. It's portapotty Splashback. So what did Matt McHugh do? Makes sense. That yep, it's, it, it's disgusting. Um, yeah, no, we lost Will, so there goes that idea. But what right, did but Matt McHugh do? He's coming
2: back. There he is.
0: So what's the website name? Oh, my God! That's it. If you go to www.portapottysplashback.com, <laughs> just a nice picture of me in the mud and a little get more info oh, that takes you the wild chesty. Times. What are you
1: doing on that porta potty
0: to get the yeah, chesty? Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Matt didn't just make one website for, you know, me. <laughs> what a guy. He decided to make two more. He made one, <laughs> which was thehatofpatrickdeluca.com because Patrick has, hasn't cut his hair in about a year and a half and always wears the same filthy hat. And it's just an awkward picture of Pat with his filthy cat hat. And that's finally, what I up to. And, and finally, he built a www.unhealthytacobeladdiction.com. He bought. He went out and bought all of these domains and just put up that picture <laughs> a, of himself. That's her good money. So, Yeah, I look Matt, Fantastic, Matt. This is this is money well spent, man. This is that is you and I your mean, element there. I gotta you're, start you're, working you're out you're again. Lunatic, look at those Matt. shoulders. Yeah. Those those were nice. What happened to those? <laughs>
1: so no people. Uh, yeah. So he, he went out and bought three different domains. Yep. Um, dedicated one to each view, with mm-hmm. the He's only nuts. content being. Uh, I mean, this is great content, but th- this is it.
0: Well, well I assume that lunatic. these are He's going nuts.
2: to evolve into full-fledged <laughs> <laughs> WordPress websites with many about us pages, <laughs> contact <laughs> well, pages. Matt, Matt, don't do that. Don't do, do that. that. Lots that's of copies.
0: Two thousand words. So I got another I got another DM from (laughs) Troy Ryan, and I think Troy's trying to fight. I think that's what's going on. Because his DM said (laughs) Ridgebacks were bred to bark at lions. Not true, they were (laughs) bred to hunt lions. Akitas Ah. were bred to hunt bears. Just saying, my 65 kg Akira could maul a ridgeback. Thoughts? Yeah. Well he's 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 a that's my thoughts. No, no, don't shut up.
2: You shut up. You shut up, Forrest. He is defending what? my wait, wait, battle royale pick. He's defending my battle yeah, royale pick. When did pick you when I,
0: did you or when I'm did sorry, you it pick an Akita? It, it, Answer wasn't a shut battle up, Roy-
2: it wasn't a battle royale. It was the top six countdown of uh, of dogs that bite dangerous people dogs. the most. Yeah, and I said okay. I said the the Akita. And you guys laughed me out of the building and then glad-handed and kissed each other and said, What an <laughs> idiot I am. And then uh, you, you know are. he's just defending me. No, I'm not. We'll, I am not. We'll pull Troy up a picture Ryan, of a Akita. You are please. the man, Forrest. No, and Pat this is nonsense. Like to touch us. So, see, see, so trying bears
1: and, that run away from dogs versus fighting lions that will yes, just absolutely nonsense. No, no, bark. Exactly.
0: Do they just bark? You're at not the lions? finding a dog that's, <laughs> that's just beating up a, a ridgeback. I'm sorry, and, and, and Troy's coming at me with some heat because he doesn't. He's got Akitas. I grew up with well, ridgebacks. Look at look at this flow. Like this is like a tickle me Elmo dog. This isn't a fucking bear hunter. Look at this thing, man. You kidding Troy me? This is nonsense. In the right,
2: okay. I'm just gonna
0: say. Oh, get, are get you out of here, This I dog. Take it out, first bro. of
2: all, it's fucking. When that thing stands on its hind legs, it's six feet tall. Taller what? by by four feet than you are, Forrest.
0: Look, this is look, Rattest, a let me, dog. let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Okay. okay, you're 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 a gargant. Right, you're like 6'3 <laughs> six three and like two hundred and eighty pounds. Like you're disgusting. Uh, uh, okay, six foot At, and a hundred and ten. What? No, you're you're <laughs> you are not a hundred and ten pounds. Um, and Adam is like five eight and like a buck forty. Adam wow, was generous actually. The, the shit out of you. I don't know what Adam actually is, but he's not very tall and he's, he's not very heavy and yeah. you're what very big and very to do with heavy. this have the Akita? This, I'm this pointing out that it is not about the chance. dog in the fight. It's about the fight in the dog. Adam would whoop wow. your ass just yes. like a Ridgeback would whoop the ass of an Akita. Hands down, zero quest. Yeah.
2: I disagree. Yeah. Troy Ryan, really? uh, you are Troy correct. Forrest is a moron.
0: All right. You know what? That's it. I'm done. I'm done with this. We're gonna settle this. We're gonna no. I'm not done with the podcast. We're gonna settle this the the way that gentlemen on the Wild time settle things with our one and only everybody's favorite game. (laughs) Battle Royale. (laughs) Adam, we do. We have a very high sound budget on this show. A lot of sound design. We we do it it all ourselves on air. Um, Okay, so (laughs) high budget. I haven't given this a lot of thought. But I figured Um, in the interest, (laughs) no, I really haven't. In the interest of Adam's lovely visit tonight, hearing all of Mm -hmm. his incredible stories from sailing around the world, we'll do our battle royale like this. You are an ocean explorer, right? You're taking off across the ocean. This is pre the days of everything being mapped out. We have no Google Earth. We have no Google satellite. You're in the time of Charles Darwin, right? And yet we still know what animals exist. So in this game, you have to draft your three animals that you take on the ship with you or beside you, and why. We're going to do it snake oh, draft boy. style. Ritep, you're going to go first, then, okay. um, then I'll go, and then Adam, you can, go, you can go third. And at the end of this, mm-hmm. we will explain why we picked these animals and why they are the perfect companions for your ocean voyage. Now, is this just well,
1: companion, or is this like for some sort of battle that we're...
0: That's up to engaged. you. No, we will not be battling each other in this Battle okay. Royale. This is about colonizing. This is about exploration. This is about going to new places. Think way back in the day of Ocean Explorers. Who are you taking with you? Why? Okay. Like this.
2: All right. Uh, so I go first. My up. pick. Um, boy, this is this is a rough one. So I'm on, I'm on a ship. Yep. And I, I'm going to need... God damn it. I'm going to need some aerial support. Smart. But I uh, I don't know if I want to pick the aerial support. I'm going to go with my seafaring creature that will ride alongside okay. of the boat yep. uh, first. And okay. it will be the killer whale, an orca, Ooh. or a pod of them to... to not no, only no. You, uh
0: you get one. What? You get one. All right,
2: fine. I get one, but they travel in pods, so uh, <laughs> they they'll be around somewhere. They will be guiding me, uh, you know, to new lands. They will be defending me from all the sea monsters and mermaids that are out there. Okay. And because, uh, you know, that's you know, and and they will be helping me along in my journey.
0: Rutep, I always really like to, you know, rain on your parade, but that's that's a fantastic pick. You know, Thank it's, you. it's You just pick, you pick the king of the ocean straight out of the bat. You know, go fuck yourself. So, Adam, the way our game works, just so you know, once someone has picked something, you, of course, can no longer pick it. Um, And it is assumed that you basically have full control over the animal. Just like this orca will hang out with Retep, follow his boat around, do his bidding. Um, you're up next for a pick of any animal you choose. Oh, no, wait. I said I was up next, right? You did say that. You okay. In the the yep. back end. That way you can understand the game. So I'll go next <laughs> cool. um, with a single pick. And my pick is going to be the Stellar Sea Eagle. So I'm going to have this massive sea eagle that comes with me on the boat. It can go and scout land for me. It can catch fish. And because of its size, it can catch big fish. Um, it can feed me. It can go and scout. It can alert me if there's pirates coming. I mean, it's just, it's basically the perfect boat companion a- animal. Look at that thing. Absolutely incredible creature. Huge wingspan. Largest sea eagle in the world. Wow. Perfect companion. Okay. I've already won the game. We might as well stop now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, yeah, so my first thought was, was totally towards food. Um, but you, you kind of killed that with just one. And, and you would a- appreciate this pick. Um, you know, tortoise is always what people, uh, um, brought along because they live for up a year, up to a year in the hold. You can literally turn them upside down. Yep. Uh, and they still make fantastic food a year later. There is no better voyage animal, but if you're limiting True. me to just one, uh, so
0: I mean, like you are just getting one, to one individual, one individual. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But well, you are up for two quickly. picks at the end of the snake draft FYI. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm kind of heading towards the, uh, uh, just a better choice than the sea eagle because literally when I would sail along, uh, we would knock up these um, flying fish and albatrosses would just follow us and they would swoop down as the uh, flying fish would fly into the air spooked by our boat and they'd swoop down and they'd grab them right in front of us. Um, and uh, that would be pretty useful just to deliver us that every single time. So, so you just uh, picked a
0: bitch version of what I picked. So it's I picked a rad, of picked. badass <laughs> sea eagle and you picked an oversized seagull to hang out with. By the but way, he has a very that can live. like how long can yours fly? Like how long is yours on watch? Not as not as far as an albatross. You're definitely really right just about years? that. Yeah. No, no albatross no. are incredible. They can coast on thermals for long periods of time without coming to land. It I seems respect that. you to be a bit that. more
2: trainable, a bit more sti- trainable you than <laughs> you your
0: You still picked a seagull as your first pick. Please continue. You've already lost the game. You might as well throw in the towel, but you might as well come up with your second pick right
1: Right now. after you just admitted that mine was the better choice. Um, <laughs> uh, just to go on like kind of a, uh, you know, Forrest's old nemesis, if it ever comes down to fighting, uh, I'll, I'll definitely go to the, the very harmless, uh, never known to attack humans, Hammerhead Shark. Uh, they have great That's electric sensors.
0: Okay. <laughs> Okay,
1: that's a good uh, thing. If we ever get into some shallows and need to root out some food, they will be able to sense anything uh, that is underneath the sand, uh, as well as just being top predators that can attack humans at will. Okay. Um, hmm. All right. So,
0: um, okay, you know. so your first two picks your first two picks are just about food. You got an albatross to catch flying fish and a hammerhead to catch fish, fish. Stingrays, if you will. It's not bad. It's not bad. You do need food? Okay, I'm um, up. That's one thing I noticed. I'm, up, I'm up for, no, is, I'm up for my second explorer. pick. I'm up for my second pick. Let me ask you, Adam, as an experienced seaman, mm-hmm. what is the <laughs> number one thing that ocean explorers would suffer from?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, you do need some fruit.
0: You, uh, it's scurvy. The answer yeah. is scurvy. What is scurvy? It's a lack of vitamin C. So my second pick, oh, wait, I said one individual. Oh, that sucks. Nah, yeah, I'm that changing my screwed own me rules. with the
1: tortoise. No,
0: like, yeah, yeah, cool. you're really right.
1: the, literally the best species that well, you would take on well, this. Well,
0: no, okay. Here's what I was gonna do. I was gonna it's say what people and, did early on. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a colony because it's not like a big animal. So my second pick is a colony of ants. Ants are very high in vitamin C, and if you eat enough of them, you can avoid scurvy. So just the humble ant, it's gonna be very annoying. They're gonna be running around the ship at all times. They're gonna be crawling on you. But at least my teeth aren't going to fall out. So you I've got a stellar sea eagle.
1: You sure you don't want termites?
0: Yes. No, I don't want termites <laughs> on my wooden ship. That is the wrong... I thought about that. Um, but I do not want termites on Beautiful my wooden ship. Beautiful
1: picture of
2: ants that Will brought up. Mm. Those are ants yep. if you've that never seen That one ant before. that you're allowed
0: to eat is going to be so... No, nope, I've got a colony. These are tiny animals. They're allowed to be a colony. Changing um, the
2: rules as
0: we go. Well, stellar sea eagle it. literally <laughs> asked you. And the ant, yeah. Well, you can't have a you can't have hundred giant tortoises. That's that they kind of they were there. They were like
1: the Caribbean monk seals. You just bonk them
0: on the head and you got them. Riteb, what's your what's your third? What's your second pick?
1: Well,
2: I'm afraid of scurvy now, so I'm just going to go ahead and bring in an orange tree with me. That's
0: not an animal. <laughs> that's not.
2: you talking about it's in the animalia plant kingdom nope. thing.
0: Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. What? It might Come be. on. Yeah. I mean, all he right. picks herpes most of the time, Adam, so I it's guess we can true. just let him have this. I picked a brain I, mean, I have Ruby amoeba food, last time. White Claw?
1: Um, nice. There we you know. go. No, that all right.
0: right. All right. You, got, you got to pick an animal okay, for Okay, I, ca- I can't pick that. Uh, nope. All right. No well, orange tree.
2: Um, I mean, you picked a colony of ants when you're only allowed you to bring one. Whatever. Uh, all right. I'm not scared of uh, scurvy anymore. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and bring <laughs> with left. me a... I'll uh, just go with a seagull. I don't know. With the what a terrible pick. You Why? They know how to that.
1: was the pick you he used about? to make fun of my pick, which was obviously yeah. a good one. Oof.
2: Woof. Yeah, yeah. the seagull. Okay. Is a, it's a great pick. It's um, a good you land. picked
1: Ants.
0: You picked ants. <laughs> with a and very my good reason. I'm not going to get scurvy. It's a very clever pick. It's fucking I, I'm, absurd. I'm one of the only people that knows that ants are high in vitamin C. How, how many how many other people know that? Very few.
2: Seagull greater than ants. Can and I'm sure up, yeah. filled with vitamin nope. C.
0: Ratep, you're up for your third and final pick. Oh,
2: geez. Oh look at that, dude. They are such scavengers, man. Oh, they God, will this fucking is drop food onto the boat. And also okay. they'll <laughs> take any of the food. bad food yeah, off of They're scavengers. They're
1: going to eat your food. Now, yeah, it'll it's be a terrible well. pick. This You've is got a, the best this pick, is and now the worst pick. trained seagull. Third perfectly and final trained. pick. I once had a seagull come on the boat, and uh, it sat on the front like it, it jerked off shit and came all over on my, on the my boat? sails. So no, oh. they're, they're great.
2: <laughs> See, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Was this before or after you pulled the sails? <laughs> in yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah, this, was, this was at least week two. Let's go. Come on, Retap. Third pick. All right, relax,
2: relax. I need a moment here. This is a hard one. All right, my third and final pick is not ants, because that's ridiculous. <laughs> My third and final pick will be our friend, the alien, the cephalopod, oh, the octopus. Choice. Okay. The octopus. Oh. Yep. That's so you just right. Got, I, and so enough just, said. That's it.
0: That's it? There's I no have, explanation? Does he, does he ride and I the have orca? an
2: eight-armed uh, animal with many suckers. It's got brains in its arms and tentacles, it can morph into anything. It's basically a shape-shifting alien. And it will catch me food because it's perfectly trained. Throw it on to the deck. And the before the seagull gets it, me and the crew
0: will eat it. There is no logic behind your picks. Okay. Yeah, I have the stellar sea eagle. <laughs> a nice colony of ants for vitamin C. I've got ants. my fish covered. I've got my vitamin C covered. I'm good. My third and final pick. Something... That will be most important because quite frankly, if I'm sailing around the world, I'm probably going to get bored. It's going to be a long trip. It's going to be slow. There's not going to be that much to do. So I'm going to have a perfectly trained blue whale, just a blue whale. I can go right on his back. He basically is a swimming island. He can pull the boat. He can push the boat. He's just he's just a perfect voyage companion as I travel around the world. A giant I hope blue you are whale
2: bringing, I hope you plan on bringing earplugs as well because it is the <laughs> loudest animal in the world.
0: If you're underwater, dipshit. They don't, just, they don't just yell at you when you're on your boat. This one is communicating um, to you, so obviously it will be. <laughs> That's true. Adam, you're up Plus for your final boat. pick. Um, an
1: overlooked feature of your blue whale, uh, and all whales, is their navigation ability. Um, we are going around the world without Google Earth. Without, good point, good point. Um, any knowledge of what's beyond that horizon, um, and we need to know where to go. Uh, And no one can quite navigate the waters of the world like sea turtles. Ooh, Uh, interesting. You can take them thousands of miles away, yet they will find the very beach that they were born on. Very uh, true. And return. And they can sense the currents. The way that they can get through these long, long passages is they sense the change in the current and they know when to exert themselves, when they need to go faster, when they need to go slower, when they need to just drift, um, which would be invaluable. Um, and I will actually get to my destination. Um, whereas Forrest will just be singing songs with his very loud blue do whale. Do you
0: just want to, you just like the tortoise, so you just want to kill it and eat it because you're a fucking disgusting and human if you being?
2: You do. You need to, They are chose delicious. Ants. <laughs> you chose ants.
0: It, ants. It, it, is a good it, choice. It's, it's right. potentially
2: the worst pick in <laughs> yeah, all 48 the best, eight episodes. It's
0: the best choice. I'm the only one who doesn't have scurvy. I'm happy. I've got a blue whale as a companion, <laughs> I'm happy a badass seagull. I can do it. All right, so, uh, listen, if, if this is your first time joining the show, thank you. You know, if you're a brosner, go ahead, slide into the DMs, go on to iTunes or YouTube, leave us a comment. Let us know who won tonight's Battle Royale. Was it Retep with the fire pick of an orca, the awful pick of a seagull, and then the confusing <laughs> oh, pick oh. of an octopus? Was it Adam who had an albatross, a giant seagull, just like well, can a fly hammerhead shark? On.
1: Can literally smell, mind mind you, albatrosses can smell food in the water 12 miles away.
0: He's ruining my riff, Peter. That's because (laughs) I'm a hammerhead shark, shark, because he just wants a a cool shark, (laughs) or a sea turtle for navigational (laughs) abilities. Very good pick. Or, of course, the one and only (laughs) broologist picks the stellar sea eagle, a giant badass sea eagle that can catch fish for me. Ants. Yes, that's right. Ants. To prevent no. scurvy, high in vitamin Worst C, or the blue whale, it. just a great companion, literally a floating island if I want it to be one. You let us know who won all day. Who in <laughs> the battle royale. Ritab, we got a special prize up tonight, do we not? Yeah, we do. Uh, what is our special have, prize?
2: Well, if you, if you don't know, the broologist wrote a book, and uh, yeah, it's called yeah, you can Still write. Alive. It's talk talk a little bit about the book real quick. Yeah. What's it it's, about? It's
0: it's it's you know the book's a lot of fun Adams in it a couple different times different <laughs> stories. Um mm-hmm. there it's it's part biological adventure, part memoirs, it's my story growing up, coming to America, how I found my footing as a wildlife biologist, how I made my first and and significant wildlife discoveries and it even towards the end of the book digs into, you know, how my career has gone but but more so how it all came smashing to a halt when COVID hit and how our mistreatment of wildlife and animals has led to a global pandemic. So it's a pretty interesting read. (laughs) Um, It's already, I'm very excited to announce, it's already the number one pre-ordered book on Amazon in the space of, uh, I'm going to mess this up, but like outdoor adventure or something like that in one of those categories. Um, I'm very excited about that. And I will send out a... The book doesn't come out until June 1st, by the way. Not out until June 1st. And if you go and vote on this Battle Royale, you will be entered to win a book now with my signature and a note to you in the book, a an autographed copy that you can have released months before the book actually comes out. You will have one of the first early releases. So, uh... Yeah, Retep, tell the you know people what? where you to go. You know
2: what? I'll, I'll throw in an uh, autographed headshot of myself, too. I'm just, you know, <laughs> know who, fucking, who gives a shit? Uh, you know, that was people like so that, you dipshit. The they like
0: the author to write in the book, you dumb dumb. Uh, um,
2: uh, I'm just going to throw it. We'll use it as a bookmark. Use it for what it'll be a Polaroid. It'll be my face. Polaroid. Just signed. Uh, you can go, but go and vote on the show. Uh, vote on the Battle Royale to the Wild Times Podcast dot com forward slash info to get to any of the links. Uh, you can get to the YouTube to leave a comment. Wild times the Podcast dot com forward slash YouTube to get there to leave a comment on this. And if you don't know how to leave a review on iTunes, which many many people don't because it's ridiculously hard, go to the wildtimespodcast.com forward slash iTunes dash review
0: Jesus and it'll wow. walk you
2: through it how Got to specifically. That. Leave a review. Pat, you've been missed. Hopefully, you make it Aww. through your adventures. Uh, Adam, it's been great having you on. I, for one, love you. Forrest, you're an idiot. You picked Thank ants. You. Yep. Yeah, and okay. I love you. Okay.
0: Good pick. After declaring yes. the good rules. Pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. Adam, <laughs> thanks fun, for guys. joining us. Retep, you're, yeah, you said it. Um, the best and person Papa in the world. Papa P will be back next week. Looking forward to it. Adam, it's a, it's a pleasure. You are officially a friend of the pod. It's good wow. to have you on. Yeah. Thank you for all the stories, for all the adventure around the world. And, uh, you know, good night, everybody. Good night.